All right, turn his mic on. It's getting close. How's that? Yes. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I just like, you know what? I'm going to save the headache, put it on my computer, call it a day. That sounds perfect. Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. I thought I was prepared and my phone decided it didn't want to cooperate. Well, we thought we were prepared and then we had to smoke this joint. So nice. We're all even. <laughs> Cody Goer, how are you doing, brother? I am good. It is a cloudy Wednesday here in Tennessee, so I'm okay. Okay. You mean you could be great if there was the sunshine out or something? No, no, I'd still be inside. I'd be just like relaxed today. So the sun doesn't matter to me. Vampire. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I go to sleep too early to be a vampire. Time you go to sleep. Yeah, last night I went to bed at nine. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's real weird. <laughs> what, what, what time do you start work? Uh, so it depends. Um, I usually leave the house about nine, nine thirty in the morning. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're a tattoo artist. Yeah, Cody man. Gower, tattoo artist, award-winning <laughs> tattoo artist, multi-award-winning, world-renowned, world-renowned tattoo artist, Cody Gower. Cody Gower, not a shower. <laughs> I don't know about world-renowned. I, uh, at most, I'm known in my county. Well, I, I think I've kind of found, I kind of found the workaround to world-renowned. As when I talked to Lyle back when he was alive, he told me, as I told him, you know, he, he read my card and like so many artists, I had won an award and then I won two of them. So immediately I was a multi award winning artist and I put that on my card quick as shit. He read it and he kind of chuckled a little and he says, now you just got to be world renowned. And then I thought I, I figured the work around to that. So all you really got to do is like have one motherfucker follow you from another country. Just get a Canadian friend, follow you and world renowned. All right. Am I wrong? You know what? I've got a few friends in the UK that follow me. So I guess I'm... <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So I'm not wrong. World renowned <laughs> tattoo artist. Koei go go. Oh my God. Gower. Gower. Well, for so long, I've called you grower. Cause I just, I just thought that was funny. And then I, I also, I don't know if you knew this. I also called you growler sometimes just, it was fun for me. It, it, you know what? Funny enough. Uh, I had friends in school come up. That's what they would do too. They'd say growler just to be funny. Yeah. It sounds, but it sounds rough and tumble, right? Like the growler is a dude that wears like a denim jacket with the sleeves cut off, just like pure rebel, right? Like why well, even have a jacket if you're going to cut the sleeves off? You know, the, the growler to me sounds like a gay villain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, it kind of fits you a little too, to be honest. <laughs> and remember your, uh, your banner for so many years was you laid out on a um, pile of hay. Am I wrong? You know, I, I haven't had that banner since 2018, 2019, right? It's been about four or five years and I still get people asking me about it. Um, <laughs> tell me I should bring it back. Um, I've removed half the tattoos in that banner uh, for one. Oh. So if I, if I do it, I got to redo it. Right. Cause half those tattoos are, are you replacing the tattoos? You're getting them lasered. You yeah. Must. I lasered them off to, to do new tattoos because they just weren't doing good. And people who did them were just, you know, jerks. And I just didn't want the energy associated with it. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about that before we get into your, your illustrious career and the other things that you've been in, let's get into your illustrious past and what brought you to this spot in your career. Um, what did, you know, tattooing for me, if I'm, if I'm going back to the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, it's the only thing I ever want to do in my life, Kyle. Uh, really? I was I, oh yeah. I was Not many old. people know that early on. I didn't find out till I went to jail. Nice. Nice. Serious. <laughs> right? Serious as shit. I was already tattooing when I got arrested, so it's fine. Mm. Well, yeah, you knew what you wanted to do. I explain this. How do you even know that you wanted you you had people in the family that were tattooed? Yeah. So uh my late sister, her husband, they were dating at the time. They were so young. He was 18, she was 17, 18. They were like young adults, right? They were he was over the train tracks. Actually, funny enough, that shop is right down the road from my shop now. The shop he was going to do to get tattooed at. I was 12 years old. I'd go with him because I thought he was cool, you know, his tattooed, you know, adult. Um, and I was always drawing. And I would take my drawings into that shop. The owner of the shop was a gentleman named Mario. Mario mm -hmm. had a really bad stutter. Um, Mario at the time was actually pretty well known. Um, he had been featured in in these in the old tattoo magazines with with people like Guy and Paul Booth. Oh wow! Uh, Mar yeah, Mario. Did they give him a name uh, because of the stutter at all? Did he get nah, a moniker? He didn't have a cool moniker, man. Um, he just stuttered. Uh, I still call <laughs> Joe Biden stuttering Joe. Oh, uh, <laughs> a lot of people want to hate on the guy. I just and I don't feel like that's a hate so much because he's made it so far. Yeah, you know. You know and is it is it hate if you're just acknowledging what he does? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, I kind of like to acknowledge it as a handicap and overcome. So I imagine did Mario also possibly end up finding tattoos as a way to communicate with, you know, uh, society? I, I would think so. I think uh, him in that boat, like the rest of us, we're, we're all we're all form of outcast or we use the term degenerate. Right. But, you know, not all us, you know, not everyone was went down a bad path to fit in. You know, mm -hmm. we just didn't fit in in life in the route we were in, you know, for whatever reasons. In this yeah. case, possibly, I mean, a stutter doesn't necessarily help you. No, and his was bad, too. It was, you know, it was almost yeah. every three or four words of stutters coming out. It can bother people a lot, especially, uh, what is it, mnemonic, misio, can, I don't know, somebody gets pissed off about repetitive sounds, misio. Well, whatever. That just means you're miserable about it. Whatever, Latin. I ain't trying to figure it out. But so people <laughs> necessarily ain't, ain't, you know, gathering around you and trying to involve themselves in a conversation with you if you're stuttering. But I imagine that if he could communicate through art, that's a that's a whole nother level. Yeah. And he was an absolute phenomenal artist, too, man. I'm for well, you mentioned that he was competing with Guy Atkinson and, and Paul Booth. Am I wrong? Yeah, hundred percent. The guy had shops. His shop was loaded with awards from all over the country. Um, you know, again, had been featured along these guys, right? And that was my first interaction around it. You know, I was taking my drawings up to his shop, and this gentleman that like had all this stuff was like, "Man, you keep it up. I'll I'll put my flash in the shop one day, and if people get it, I'll pay it." Yeah. Yeah, man. And he was like, if, "Yeah, if you stick with it, you can tattoo one day." All that just seemed to make perfect sense to you, man. And then it was from then on, man, it was nothing. You couldn't tell me any different. I was going to tattoo. So what were you drawing when you were 12? Uh, the, you know, funny enough, the uh, two things, one was, was Dragon Ball Z anime mm -hmm. and the, and the other one, I had this fascination with skulls. 
I just perfect skulls. for tattooing. Skull, skulls and roses and anime, man. It's funny um, where you're at now. Let, let, you kind of have a specialization if you if you didn't know. I'm quite sure you did. You know, it, it's weird, Kyle, because you've been in this a long time. Um, I mm-hmm. hit my 15 year mark. When I come into it, you know, at that time you had to do everything. You know, yeah. it couldn't be well one trick pony. And I come in at the I uh, the recession of tattooing. You know, if we got to walk in once a week, we're happy. You know, it's two thousand. Around what time did you come in? Two thousand eight. Okay, two thousand eight. Yep. Yep. That's when so, the housing market turned down. Yep. Everything crashed. So I come in when no one had money. You know, thank God I had a full time job for a little bit because uh, I learned what a starving artist was the first few years of my career pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the first year tattooing only made like twelve grand the whole year. <laughs> how did you? How were you making it then? Were you I just a, a young kid, so you you were staying at home? Had a full time job, and I was staying at home. Um, okay. And then during my apprenticeship, I decided to have a child. Okay, that's a smart move. Usually, anybody listening, if you're in an apprenticeship and you have a girlfriend boyfriend, probably a good time to lace some you know, some ties down, <laughs> probably a good time <laughs> to tether yourself a bit. Um, yeah, that usually doesn't help. No, um, it just made me work harder, man. And, and, but I'll tell you what, it, uh, shoo, it, it was an experience, man. Uh, because like during the week, during my job, I'd only have a couple hours a day to go to the shop because I work second shift. So I'd go to, go to the shop for a couple hours, go to work. If I got off work early, go back, back to the shop. And it was when Sunday you get up to the shop, are you just drawing and having fun, or are you mopping, cleaning countertops, shop, that kind full, of full shop bitch? Two scrubbing tubes mm-hmm. at least three to four times a week, cleaning clamps, running autoclaves, sweeping, getting bitched at about it too. I hope, man, a, a bitch. That's an understatement. <laughs> okay. Well, if you are also an apprenticeship and listening, then um, uh, I, man, I ran into this apprentice once and uh, I come into the shop and may, I'm just kind of old timer maybe. And so I say, Hey, uh, I, I was setting up. I couldn't find any plastic wrap. I needed some. I didn't have any, and I was, you know, usually you're going to find some I'm looking around. No one's really there. Everybody's out for lunch, but there's some shop help. The apprentice is up front. And I said, I yell a bit. It's like, Hey, hey, does anybody got any plastic wrap? Nothing. Like, Hey, Hey girl. Uh, I can't remember her name. I just got here um girl uh shop bitch i feel bad about it now right because she's female i'm like ah fuck you know you feel better about calling the guy the shop bitch but at any rate i'm like hey i need some plastic and i i have to walk out to where she i'm like can can you hear me there uh i was i was needing set up now this sounds like if you're just a layman this sounds like a complete douchebag, I'm sure. Just the guy that comes into your setup and starts yelling. And also, as this layman, this apprentice, they felt the same. However, if that's what you thought, you're fucking wrong. Get the fuck off. Listen, don't you fucking tell me what the fuck I put my deuce in. This fucking bitch straight out of high school thinking her job is to draw at the countertop. Um, That's me going off. But it was that. She was imagining that her job was to draw. She pointed out. She says, I'm drawing. That's what she said to me. That, that's cool. You're drawing, but you should be shutting the fuck up and, and getting what you need. That was, boy, the Where best the advice. the plastic, bitch? Best advice I ever got told early in my career was just shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. I, I, then I had to sit there and kind of argue with her about what her roles were. 
as far as helping the shop operate. And then uh, I eventually just have to ask her where the plastic wrap is and go and find it and set up my own shit. And uh, later that night, I talked with the manager about it. He actually came to me because she was bothered enough that she mentioned it to him. Really? <laughs> now, that's just us. Listen to us pre-Madonna ass tattoo artist bitching about something that probably every anybody else listening to this would be like, wow, Kyle, you are a real dickhead to expect so much. You could just calmly have gone about this. Um, and yes, I could, I guess. But there was a point when it was like I was being ignored purposefully as though she was saying, I know he isn't talking to me. No, she, what, you know, how, mm, how long ago was this? It's probably about six years. I think she was sucking the manager's dick. That often gives a lot more importance to a, an apprentice. That, when I talked to the manager, he was like, oh, well, let me show you what I mean, man. Look at, look at, this is what she used to do, right? And, and he showed me her drawings, and it was kind of crap, you know, it's whatever. You could see that she wanted to do tattoos, and it was in, but it wasn't good. And then he says, now look where she's at. And he showed me a drawing that she had done, that she had worked at his fucking using up his time space his electricity his paper towels breathing up his air conditioning inside of the florida hot sun and and yeah she did improve you had her drawing all this time like she was in fucking class but what she wasn't doing was learning any respect and i was like man i know when i come back here next time she's not going to be here she's mm. going to be moved on she don't have no respect for you she'll she's get a be private work. studio somewhere guess what she left <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as, took, as soon as she got signed off, she fucking did. There was no respect that he was building with her because she only respected, as he only respected, the ability of the artist as opposed to the integrity of the human. Yep. That is, that is where we're at now. We're in a we're in a transition where where we're we're looked at bullies if we're we're hard on these kids, right? You can't be too hard on them because then you're just hazing and bullying. And they, mm -hmm. they do not see the fact that it is, it is paying your dues. All yeah. it is. We're not hard on you just to be dicks to you. We're hard on you because we want you to earn it. And you got to pay your dues. I'm kind of hard on them because I want you to be hard. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> I don't want you to easy. be soft. Right? Yeah. And, and like when you, when you imagine it is soft and all that. Now, maybe I'm wrong, though, too. Maybe the softer, gentler tattoo nation is, is where we're supposed to go. But it, it certainly doesn't feel right, does it? Well, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I think there is a demographic for everything in this industry now, though. What it has been yeah. is the softer generation has opened up for those individuals who don't feel comfortable because they're too sensitive for a normal routine in tattooing. And so they right. want someone who's going to People. give them a softer, you know, again, we use that term soft. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sticking with it though it fits yeah me. yeah yeah we're okay. gonna we're gonna use soft but you know we, we they know need it. a soft experience they need yeah. an easy time walking in they need pretty art they need uh you know uh what is that what's that kind of easy listening music yeah. going the, on they, the, delilah exactly <laughs> they don't want to they don't want to be told that their idea is wrong and they don't want to be told that they're they're no they they want to be catered to, and and that's all fine. But I didn't get in this business to cater to nobody. I got in this business to have the freedom uh -huh. to you, act and do as I want to do. You weren't all about putting pocket watches on soccer moms. I hey man, you know, 
I'm all for it if those soccer moms got pocket watch money. <laughs> what was it that made it cool when you were young at 12 years? I mean, one, you're already being accepted. I'm sure that was a huge part of it. 100%. Right. But there was something else cool about the mystique of the tattoo parlor, right? Was there people in there just talking straight like you had never heard before? Yeah. So, you know, bear in mind, man, I, I come from a a pretty, pretty wild upbringing, right? Um, mm-hmm. I used to move two or three times a year. That was that was on drugs and drunk all the time. Mom went to federal prison for running two whorehouses. You know, so you guys are, are, are moving all the time to escape all the time. stuff. Yeah, 100%. It, it was a wild upbringing, man. When mom went to prison, we were sleeping in the car, sleeping in the hotels and ditch, you know, even had points we were in some children's homes because my family couldn't afford to keep us. And so she was not necessarily successful, Matt, madam. No, no. Well, no, no, no. I mean, she did good. It's when things got hemmed up, when she got hemmed up. And then my dad's drug choices is what caused okay. everything to kind of like spiral down. Right. Like mm-hmm. when when the business got caught up in 2000. You know, she, it was either plead innocent and get 17 years or plead guilty and get a year and a half. You know, you got for your dad or for your mom, you mean? For mom. Mm -hmm. Dad, before I was born, dad did two years for shooting a man in the chest. Okay. Um, So, you know, I, 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 only two years, he must have had some, he, there was some leniency by the court there. My mother was a a bartender at the bar and said it was self defense. You believe it was? You you say oh, that like you don't my, know that it was. I, my dad was very honest with <laughs> Oh shit. Okay. He was like, good thing your mom's a liar. They can't they can't get my dad's dead, so it ain't like they can go for him, right? So no, no, no. I'm like <laughs> he was but, they but, were they, they were drunk at the bar, guy was insulting his kids, and my dad went out to his car, got uh, I'd say a good three, four feet away from him and shot him in the chest. Oh my god. Dude, but that's terrible judgment. <laughs> This is it's, this it's, is where we're coming from. You know better. Yeah, 100, 100, <laughs> I've never right? known you to be this guy. Bro, so, so, but see, that's that's where leading full circle. Seeing all this, the tattoo shop gave me an escape from all that. Right. Okay. I'm enamored wow. with this whole different life because I'm going there. And yeah, one, it's I'm almost seeing, that's crazy. The, the tattoo shop though is the sanctuary of of serenity, solace. Yeah. Whereas many people would be like, that's going to be where the crazy times are. But for you, is the exact opposite. It was like it, a library. It was it was my escape from reality, man. One hundred percent. Being around it, man, I loved it. And even now, like because it's so ingrained in me, if if when I'm stressed or I'm having a hard time, tattooing is the only thing that takes me away. When my dad died, I wanted to tattoo. My sister died, I wanted to go get back to work and tattoo because it's the only thing that takes my head off everything. And that's nice. I mean, some. Nice and not. I mean, those are both terrible moments, but that you can have this this area of you know of comfort. Some people turn to drugs in those those very situations. Exact same sentence that you said. You know, I it was it can be switched around, and an addict might be like, "Yeah, man, I couldn't wait to run away as soon as my dad died to heroin. I couldn't yeah. wait to run away when to when my sister died to heroin." Um, and and this is something that you can take those feelings that you can't understand and turn them into art and even no matter how somebody judges that art there's something beautiful there because of where it come from mm-hmm. what it helped my my lowest points man is when i do some of my best work because it, because it takes my mind so much off of things i have to be so more I, i'm so much more focused on the client so before I got off topic, I was, we were, we were kind of, we didn't really get off topic, but 
we were seeing that you started out with anime and skulls and mm -hmm. now you've come full circle because all i've seen you do in probably two years i'm trying to think of the last time i've seen you do anything that wasn't anime i i don't post it or maybe a skull if, i don't if, think i see it either yeah right? you won't you won't you won't because um, the the only thing I can think of is you did a collaboration. I don't know if it was with Sarah or, or who it was. You did a co collaboration that was not anime, but it's like a full sleeve. I uh, think there was it, probably it, a skull. It wasn't a collab. Um, Sarah helped me okay. put some line work on it. Um, okay. Very minimal, but for the most part, you're talking about the piece in Flint, Michigan, right? Uh, my brother. The Neo, yes. the, the Neo tried lady face and the bird. Mm -hmm. Not anime. a collaboration. She just did line work. Listen yeah, I had to her. you, you conceited egotistic. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I had her help with some line markers. Like, hey, you want to zip some lines for me real quick while John's filming? She's like, yeah, let's go. Okay. Look Listen good to the video. <laughs> Listen to you. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have Sarah on now just so I can have a talk smack about that. Go like, ahead, man. He please. said you didn't do nothing. She didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> All you did was blow a couple of lines somewhere in there. That's what he told us. Barely. So, so what was who was filming? Uh, John, you know, John filmed for the Flint show that. Oh, John Swan. Yeah, the John Epic John. Suzan. Yeah, John Epic Suzan. Swan. I don't know. Is it hard? Hard. Yeah, you feel you feel like, uh, and he's actually popular as shit. He's got over a million views on his YouTube channels. But hundred thousand follow followers, you know, like the dude fucking. You would think that nobody could pronounce his name or something. I couldn't read it if I looked at it. I wouldn't know it was on. I was, yeah, Tuzon. I call it John Tuzon. Tuzon. That's all okay. I know because I'm Southern now. I don't know any better. Yeah. I, 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 it was one of those, I don't know. I'm terrible about this. I do it all the time if I read a book or something. If the name's difficult for me to pronounce, I just be like difficult to pronounce name in my head. This is like he becomes character A. And I never read it. I never try to pronounce it beyond that. Until somebody and I, you know, they're in the book of the month club and they're like, so what I liked about the character and they'll name them. And I'm, I don't even know who we're talking about. Did we read the same book? <laughs> enough, enough about me. Let's get back to saving your fucking life with tattoos. I kind of did. You got a John, Jonathan Short is actually Josh, Joshua Josh, Short. Yeah, yeah. Joshua Short kind of situation there. Yeah. You know, um. Well, Josh is parlaying into a, uh, a financial uh, marketing thing, right? Which is cool. I'm all for it. Get that money. Well, um, well, let's say that he's. I hope that he's parlaying it into something that advocates uh, for tattooing and to and to help people. I don't know. Is he? With the way we make it sound, it sounds, it sounds very uh, greedy at one point. I know I, that he's well, only giving ten percent, but he's also rolling ninety percent back into the 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 um. The five hundred one C. Yeah, you know, I okay. I will say I won't I won't discredit anything anyone does as far as good intentions, right? But there's always a place to capitalize, right? If you can capitalize on something, I, I definitely feel like Josh, you know, Josh is passionate about tattooing. Um, mm -hmm. He, I I won't discredit Josh Karen. Josh is a great dude. I know he loves tattooing, but I also know Josh is a flashy guy. He likes the attention. Um, yes, but. Attention properly and be positive, and yeah. there is a there is a value there to it. I don't know. That's my argument for it. That's that's their argument for it. Um, to write love on her arms was an advocacy group. Um, Darfur for dollars was an advocacy group. Uh, you and and what is it? even even the 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 
Wounded Warrior Project yeah, is yeah. kind of an advocacy group, and people make their discernation. One, well, not all the money goes to this, and some Su- of it goes Susan to that. G. And you're Coleman, like, you know, mm-hmm. but but it is it is important to have advocacy yeah. for certain causes. So I don't know. They, people can argue about good. it. There's yeah, there's good I'm, with it. Like I said, I won't take that away because I know like there there's I don't think there's ill intent in it. I don't think he went in mm-hmm. like I'm just going to market this. I think what happened was is he's like, oh shit, I can I can turn this into this. Hell yeah, because it, it tattooing I probably did save that man's life because I know it saved mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like uh, you know we we retold the story at one point he and I um, and talked about the very same and like it seems the more I think about it it seems like common thread for many of us that yeah. tattooing did you know I wasn't on a good path I had to decide that I wasn't ever going to sell drugs again. And that's when I decided I was going to be a tattoo artist. Tattooing gave me the path to not go down the route of, of, uh, uh, let me figure out the, the word I'm looking for. You know, it, gen, the generational curses. Okay. Yeah. Prevented me from going down a generational curse. Were other family members headed that way? Yep. They already did. They, they went that way. Yeah. I got multiple sisters who, who went down that path of, of drugs. Is that what took your 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 one sister's life? No, actually, CJ. You know, CJ was was probably had the biggest heart out of my entire family. Um, CJ was the good one. The most my sister would do is a margarita every six months. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was she was a good person. Uh, Love the world, honestly, man. The the night she died, my mother come to me. We were leaving the hospital at four o'clock in the morning. She says, if you'd have told me I was going to watch one of my daughters die, it wouldn't have been CJ. Never would have thought, right? Yeah, she was the last one. Honestly, I thought I would have died before my sister because of just, you know, I'm on the go all the time. I figured if I'm going to die, I'll die on a wreck or something before she died. Like you, you <clears> couldn't <throat> have gave me any amount of money to say my sister's going to die. But she had a kidney transplant a year prior um, in 2020. Um, she went through case. She's the one who had more problems than any of us, and she didn't do anything like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, kidney transplant in 2020, and then she got COVID in 2021. And because of her weakened immune system in March, she, when she got COVID, she died in April. Sorry to hear that, brother. It's, uh, you know, she left behind a disabled veteran husband and six kids at 36. How are the kids doing? The so the oldest you two, involved with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I help out quite a bit financially with them to make sure they're good. The husband's a uh, red flag by the military, so he cannot work. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know obviously put a strain on them because they went from a two income household to a one. Uh, right. The the two oldest are nineteen and eighteen. Now it's been it's been going on two years. Uh, the it was harder. Which on the also middle means one. that they no longer are eligible for government money. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Which, only I mean, them, I only it, know it, that it's, from it's experience. Sad, it's, it's the truth, but you know, they, I know, they, and and it changes things. You're like yep. that. I think we we used to get like 108 bucks a month or something for clothing or or in, um, you know, ancillary or whatever, and that ain't much. But then when that dried up, you're like, oh, wow, that that changes things. Dad, dad was my dad had me later in life. Him at 50, so when I got to be a teenager, he got on Social Security. He was getting four by the end of it. He started when he had three of us. He was getting two fifty a kid, and then when my sister dropped off, it went down to it went up to like three. And then when it was just me, he was getting four hundred for me. Um, I think Josh 
you know, he only gets it on the fork on four kits now, um, which again, it helps, but you know, when you're feeding four growing children, you know, yeah. essentially that's what they get a week worth of groceries. And he's got to figure out the other three weeks after paying his bills and everything. It's, it's slim. So like, and he, he can't work. You're saying, yeah, yeah. He's red flag. He is red flag by the military. Yeah. Um, the VA So he went and did a service that, that cost him a, a huge sacrifice. I would yep. imagine then one and, of the sacrifices is that he had, he's no longer mentally fit. I'm guessing. Men, yeah. He's got, he's got physically? The, the, the PTSD and then he's got war lung, mm. which is, you know, his okay, lungs are breathe. shot. Yeah, I can't breathe for shit. Um, the 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 crazy part about this is the government doesn't acknowledge the military's classifications. So he's a hundred hundred percent disabled through the military, but he's only ninety percent disabled through the state. And because of the state's ten percent, they will not pay him disability, and the state will not does not care the fact that the military has him red flag they said well we think now the military able. won't pay him disability either you mean he, he because... gets he gets a certain amount from the military so when you're okay. disabled you can get through the you can get your military disability and then you can get mm. your state disability what happens is is he his military disability is based on his income at the point of disability when he gets disabled they're going to pay him whatever his job ranking was paid him which was 3200 a month right 3200 months seems like a lot, but when you got six kids, a mortgage, rent, lights, water, you know, mortgage, lights, water. Yeah, shit add up. Shit adds up. Quick. Always. Especially if you can't, the worst is that you can't really provide for yourself. Can he do crafts or anything like that? No. Could he tattoo? No, he can't. Could he tattoo? So that what happens is, is the mil- the VA, which is right down the road from him. So crazy that there can't be supplemental incomes. Nope. Of some sort. So, yeah, he can't work in an office space, but couldn't he exactly that sell, have an Etsy channel? No, if they um, catch him getting any, toothpicks, if they mm-hmm. catch him working for any income, the military would cancel disability. Right <laughs> now, he found out he was. Thanks for your sacrifice. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to work. He went to try to go get a job when he first found out he was disabled. He's trying to go work. He's like, all right, well, the mil- I'm no longer doing the military. I'm trying to go to work. They. Mm-hmm. They kept telling him no, and he didn't know why because it was jobs. He's more than qualified for. It's like, why am I getting told no? And he's like, one lady finally was like, well, sir, you have a, a you are a red flag. We, you're a liability. We can't hire you. We are so not he, allowed to physically hire you. But so he doesn't have this classification from the military. This is just something, or the, it is a classification. The, the, yeah, it's a military classification that comes across on his apl- his his work yeah, applications and, and, and anything. And he background, wasn't even all that. fucking aware of it. Prior. Had no fucking clue until he went. This was again. He got discharged. He got military discharge mm-hmm. in 2016. He had no fucking mm-hmm. clue till this happened. When he went to go do it, they're like, "Hey, no, you can't. We can't hire you. Sorry. Best of luck. Have a good life." Uh, and I got a there, friend in Florida that is in. I mean, he's that. A ten, I forget what they call it, 101 or 101 C or you know, it's whatever it is. Same kind of classification. He can't work. His his mind isn't right for it. You know, he gets in yep. violent fits. PTSD. He, you know. You'll never know. It's a liability. Mm-hmm. And, and now he he can't he can't really do anything. Nope. To help his own. I don't know. It seems it seems like uh, especially if we're not helping those people, that's pretty ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, not being able man. to provide for yourself. That's your liberty. What really fucked him up is so when he first did it, he was encouraged by the VA to fight it through the state. This was again eight, eight years ago, nine years ago. The VA was like, hey, go fight it, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. 
because again, you have to fight the state. The state refuses. The states doesn't care that the military won't let him work. They look at it as that's not hit. That's not the state's problem. They don't care. Good luck. Best of luck. Not our problem. You can work. Have fun. So after my sister passed, he finally started trying to fight it. Well, he just found out uh, like two months ago. They said, well, it's been too long since this. So we're not going to count anything before this date. So because of all this before this date, we're not going to honor it. And so there's nothing you can do. Good luck. Um, if he would have fought it when she was alive, he would have got it. But he didn't anticipate my sister dying. You know, you don't think that because right. he was like, well, fuck it. You know, you're still because my sister loved to work. That woman loved to work. She would have two, three jobs, not because she needed to, because when he was in the military, they were living good. Mm. But because she wanted to, she wanted to fucking work. And so they're like, well, you know, fuck it. We got plenty of money. You know, your sister's working. I'm getting X amount. Like, we're good. He didn't really like. And he didn't even him. know he was flagged then as well. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. Well, he knew he was. flagged. So, and, so after so, she dies, he starts trying to apply for jobs. No, after she died, he starts trying to get disability through the state because he's like, okay. all right, I'm going to fight it now because now I need this income instead of fighting it while she was alive when he needed to. Right. Now it's too late. <laughs> it's it's too far to where they're going to count the because they only hold things for seven years. After seven, well, I'm years. sorry. Sorry to even delve into all. It did. No, no, no. It, it dude, is a good. surprising thing to me, is um we don't seem to sometimes take care of the veterans that are politicians, both sides of the aisle, up and down. Will swear they fucking love. And none somehow, of them, man. No, we can't really find <laughs> these. You know, man got blown up by three bombs over in Iraq, and they do not care. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the truth of it. The government doesn't care. Best of luck. Well, you, yourself, she, she's your, your sister sounds like she might have escaped similar to you through her jobs. You yeah. escaped through art and this job. You come full circle pretty much to where all you're doing is anime now. How, yeah. how does it feel to to be that full circle? You, you, does it... um. Does it change your horizon? Are you like, no, this is what I want to do forever. I'm so glad the world is here. Because also, we're at that point where people are excited to get anime on them. And that's new. <laughs> it is It is wild. Um, it is wild that anime is where it is to a point where anime is winning at conventions. Troy's talking about adding an anime category to the villain art shows. Makes like, sense. It is, it is everywhere, right? To a point there's a uh -huh. whole anime tattoo convention. Well, there's, two, there's different ideals or styles of it. Once we would have might have taken an anime cell, you know, if someone's very favorite character and we're going to add some fucking blue, like sky, you know, uh, highlight coming or maybe some green underneath highlight. We're going to try and trick it out a bit, you know, or maybe make the one side pink, the one side teal. Right. We're going to do those kind of tattooing tricks. We might even make it look more realistic. But now there's also a style of anime that's like, no, make it look exactly like a single cell of that cartoon. Yeah, hundred percent. It's that 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 that's that cell shading, right? Um, yeah. And then there's the panels. Um, there's yeah, again, you know, like you said, diving into the realism aspect. Uh, guys like Ben Ochoa and Cheeseburger Champion, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Dan McWilliams. Though, those guys slay the realistic side. Jordy, Jordy Plot. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. He likes to do that too. Yeah. Hey, so while we're at it, let's. What's your Instagram? Cody Gower eighty eight. C O D Y G O W E R eighty eight. Should have done that earlier. I like to at least give people the ability to follow along. 
with anything that we might, you know, to follow your work and stuff is that is they might be listening. Um, but yeah, so now at this point, if it has that many different styles, even inside of the genre, then it makes sense to have an a, a award for that yeah. genre. I, and and it, it's it's so broad now, right? Um, and like I was saying, and it's even to the point though, there's whole conventions for anime. The one in <laughs> Richmond, over ten thousand people were through that door over the weekend just for anime tattoos. Those fucking assholes are doing it the same weekend as Jesse Smith's tattoo convention, though. I mean, Kyle, is there the reality is, is there any time to do a good convention? How many it's conventions? Tough now. How many times? There were five conventions last weekend alone. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but so I, I am a little bit, I am a little bit um, disgruntled by that because, like, I really, one, I like Jesse. He's an awesome dude. And he is one of the few uh, convention promoters currently who is trying to keep alive the individual sense i mean i love what happens at villain arts obviously i travel there they, they it it treats artists well you know it's really a formula that just it, you can go and you can make money however these like like hell city or like jesse's show um detroit even they're kind of dying out a little bit you know to, where it's mm -hmm. i was gonna say to an extent um, and I am right there with you that that sense of what a convention used to be, um, you know, the conventions used to have to, uh, you know, and again, it's still for like you had to know somebody you yeah. had to you had to pay your dues. Be invited. Yeah, you had to pay yeah. your dues, man, to get in, um, you know, for ironic, though, that so many people will. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I vacillate between the two. I always like to play devil's advocate and I hear sometimes some people say, you know, villain arts, man, they'll let anybody in. Uh, it's not, it's this. And at the same time, I'll hear people say it's clicky in villain arts. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> An invitational is by its very definition clicky. Now at the same time, love invitation. I think really anytime anybody, some bitches about any clickiness, they're themselves clicky and they just, have a hard time reaching outside of themselves to make connections with people because you know they need their support structures they need their entourage or something tell yeah. them it's okay you know when it comes to that um first of all people look at the fact that, that troy's up to i think this year it's gonna be 28 or 29 shows right wow. um, for the villain arts it is i will tell you that it is an impossibility to vet every single artist at every single show it's impossible something of that yeah, yeah, you you can't sure. you can't scale through and vet. And what happens is you get a lot of these. Where what I my only complaint is we're seeing a a a major jump in these super quote unquote super boosts. Every dude, okay. there's yeah. there, there's a hundred of man the kid. You know, and again, I'm not throwing shade. I like I'm all for people hustling, canning chapos. You know, everyone's everyone's copying what Chico started. Yeah, Everyone yeah. Was doing what Chico did. Mark for life, Chico's. Yeah, he, he was, was very successful at it, and he yeah. had, and that's the thing too. These super booths that you're talking about, they have extremely talented people at them in many yeah. cases. For the most part, every once in a while, people slip through the cracks, and you can't help yeah. it though. It's gonna happen. Well, like, Troy couldn't help it because no, no. it's like he's 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 talking with one person who's going to bring fourteen. Yeah, and he can talk to that one person, vet that person, make sure he's good. But he relies on that person to then yeah. vet these others. Yeah, it's a, it's an impossible man. 
And yeah. when I hear people like say that anyone can work a villain art show, those are the people who just don't know what it takes to do a villain art show. And that's all it is. They don't understand yeah. what, what, what Troy has to do to do his show. He's got a yeah, whole anyone can work a villain art show, but good, good luck being able to make it a success for yeah. you without, uh, you know, having some skill at that, you know? Yeah. Like I've, I've, tattooing I've on a convention people. cycle circuit is, can be rough. Go on. Sorry. No, you're good. I've, I've watched him remove people from shows because they're just not. Oh, yeah. far. Like, it's not like it's a case of Troy just lets anything happen. Like if he sees shit's happening at his show, he'll tell them they got to go. Cause he can't oh, yeah. have that his show. Oh yeah. People we, we've seen that yeah. for sure. That the people have been removed and not allowed. Um, inside of Jesse's, show though with the other one stepping on the heels of it i mm -hmm. feel like hey if you're gonna step on anybody's heels step on troy's heels uh you know like like i guess that's even rude to say of course but troy won't notice you know there's like so uh that's a hard one man so again are you going to richmond or are you going to jesse's show or neither i uh, i do the anime show every year um and again okay. So, and here's a couple of reasons, and I'm going to break this down from an outside perspective because yeah. I will never take away from what the Richmond show has done. Jesse shows what Jesse. 22 years, it's been 22 yeah. years now, right? Mm -hmm. And he took it over from someone, didn't he? If I remember right. Yeah, not too long. Yeah. I think it was only yeah. three or four years ago. He yeah. kind of, I think he was possibly involved prior, but he didn't want to see it and go to the wayside. That's why I, I now, because I know there's also a tattoo artist that's involved with the anime show, and, and it, she's they, local they feel that they're. Do you feel also as they do that the um, the overlap of customers or the client base isn't really so significant that it will take away from Jesse's show? Then it will not. And I can tell you this: the reason why I don't see a problem with it because it is a different demographic. The anime and nerd community isn't going to Jesse's show. They're going to our show because there's cosplay, there's voice actors, there's the things that they love. It is right. to, it's like a Comic Con, right? Would Jesse be upset if a Comic Con was in town the same weekend? No, because it's a I different, would. <laughs> but it's it's a different demographic. Like, yeah, yeah. We have to look. At, we have to look at that Jesse's show. And I'm gonna I'm gonna label Jesse's show in the same label as Hell City, Detroit. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Tony Olivius' old shows? Yep. Okay. Um, um, Tony's old shows. There's a show Scotty Whitaker puts on shows that are that are very yeah. like Scotty's show in Bristol State Street. Um, very much that old school feel, right? Uh, there's yeah. a show I do in Nashville that Bob comes down and does every year called the Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Fest that Ben Dixon puts on. Um, I do a show in Huntsville called Space City that Shaquem puts on in like Hell City and these other shows to where you got to know people to get in they're very exclusive right mm -hmm. so bear in mind that being an exclusive show it's an old school feel show do you know how hard it is for the anime tattooer to get into the old school show i follow it is hard i do bet you... they wouldn't have a hard time getting in with jesse but they would they yeah. would because that is, that is probably you, the bigger problem or, or you got a drawback know. of you of gotta that. know them you got to know them to get in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to know who's there. You got to shake hands. It took me five, six years to get into Hell City. And I'm only right. in Hell City because I'm piggybacking someone else. Right. The only time I, I worked here, I think I was working a, a, a promoter's booth. Yeah. I don't it know is, if it's it, Helios or something like that. I was working there, somebody's booth, though. There's nothing wrong with that. But Anime Inc., 
it doesn't impact I, at no way does it impact Jesse's show because it is it is a different demographic. Most of the people that came to our show come from out of state. They come for the anime culture, not for the tattoo culture, for the right. anime culture. They're all dressing in stinky costumes. hundred percent. smells like an armpit uh, all weekend. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> not, they You're can like, get this bad. is the worst elevator rides I have <laughs> ever had. If it wasn't a tattoo convention, yeah, it would be bad. But because tattoo convention, everything's <laughs> sterile, everything's clean. But man, I'll tell you what, I've definitely been to some anime cons that aren't mm-hmm. tattoos. That's just costumes all weekend. It smells like an armpit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then someone's got to get in the elevator with their seven foot like they're wearing you know with a drywall stilts and yeah a, a eight foot long tail behind them 100 um, it's it's a it's a different market though man and and like i get the idea when you think of another town impacting i i mm-hmm. asked i can tell you now i asked so many of the local people in richmond that had come to our show for the anime if they knew about another convention going on that weekend and they had no clue, that's another thing, right? Like if right. no one knows your show's going on, you can't be upset about it. Oh, I follow, I follow you. And those like, are that that's where you're saying the overlap then doesn't yeah, exist yeah, too. The overlap what is it? Exist. Do you love this yourself? Are you a huge fan of seeing everybody dressed up, all the nerddom when, oh, when you go uh, to these anime conventions? I I've 100%. only been to Comic Cons. And there is an overlap of anime there. And you're seeing a bunch of people dressed up. Some people put a lot in their costumes. Some people put little. Are you are you doing Jesse's show this year? I am kind of hoping to, but we're also doing Tampa the same weekend. Okay. And if you if you go to Jesse's show, mm-hmm. come to us one day. Come hang out one day, even for a couple hours. Sneak away. I'll get you in just so you yeah. can see how it's a different feeling. I'll, I'll get you in candy passes to where y'all can come out just so y'all can see and understand right. for yourself being like, okay, Jesse's show. Well, I wouldn't not- need to. If I'm at Jesse's show, I'll know if there's no yeah. one there, I'll just blame you. It wouldn't even matter if it was true it, or not. It, you can see though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can see. Though, I am that trying to put together. I, I, I really need to work on today. Uh, it should have worked on yesterday. Played with my granddaughter all day yesterday. For some reason she's having a, we're we're burying a lot of her pet animals like they live oh, only for seconds for us to then bury them invite people to the wake i uh, talk over it invite people to talk over it and then uh, they live again just to die they're very old they're very old and then they die i guess anyways that's that's where last last time she was over we were buying castles as princesses and kings that was maybe funner <laughs> uh but yeah, I haven't done anything. I need to draw. I want to draw up some tattoos that I can then say, hey, whoever books me either in Tampa for these tattoos or in Richmond, I'm going to go do them. It, it would make if I knew I could book up for the weekend. Whatever you book first is going to determine it because that's where your money is. Yeah, that's that's how I like to do it. Just so I could really show support for his convention. I'm worried that, you know, these these things might especially these uh, one off where they're personal, where an artist is putting them together like himself. It could, it and, could be the end. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, these things could, I, I don't, I'm not saying that he's in that peril. No. I only mean to say if, uh, just if we know. don't support him, you know, it'd be like journalism nowadays where we're like, what is a journalist? Now you might as well follow Twitter. And then you're, then you're leaving it up to a lot. I'll, I'll, but, I'll tell you that I'll reference this for you. Cause I, I it's, it's a memory thing, right? Like you mm-hmm. could, you could say I was there. It's like saying uh, the old Billy Easton parties. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, like at the end of the day, look, you I need- only know of Billy Eastman because of his reputation. But the people that talk about Billy Easton, like yeah. if you were there at a Billy Easton party, it was something. Yes. Yeah, yeah it definitely. It, and, and that's how I know it. Even yeah. just by the name. Right. Yeah. And and that's what these one off shows are like Jesse. Right. Like everything, mm-hmm. the Richmond show, the only honestly, I'm going to tell you what, Cal, the only thing that's ever upset me about the situation with the Jesse Smith and the anime con isn't mm-hmm. even with Jesse. Like, I know Jesse's got his issues with it. The lady who puts on the show, Kim, her name's Bunny Machine, phenomenal person, right? She's mm-hmm. also a local from born and raised in Richmond, right? That's her home. That's her home. There's no good weekend to put on a show that weekend, right? Like, right. Yeah. I get that it sucks it's in the same town, but there's there's no good weekend. Like, there's not a single good weekend at all to do a show that's going to not step on some toes. Yeah. Um, I follow that. We, I, and I don't, I ain't mad at it. I just, no, uh, no, no. you know, want to also at the same time as I hear about these things, I guess I want to make sure I promote, like, listen, people in Richmond, you got a choice. Yeah. And, <laughs> are and, you going to, are you a nerd with an armpit? Fucking go over to my boys. anime show. If you're interested in NFTs, you better show up at Jesse's. He's, he's, he's dabbling in the NFTs, you know? Yeah, that's work. I, I hopefully it works out for man. I know NFTs are kind of like crypto, you know, they're just kind of on the drop right now. They didn't really work out no more, and it's fine. Well, they they did. I think all these things are up and down always. And and nowadays we have these articles that love to do this, where man, I, I'm trying to they they satisfy this terrible desire inside of all of us, this base instinct of us to go ahead and say, yeah, see, that I knew better. You know, no. so we're great we, we, kind of we, attitude. I that, we that all we, I invested in everything, bro. I definitely did didn't know better. Oh, bro, did you get I, Bitcoin? Dude, you want to know what I actually lost out on? Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. I bought because oh, you didn't get into it, or you no? Did? I did. Here's what happened. I bought Dogecoin about six months before it popped off. Right mm-hmm. when cryptos were starting to really take off. Yeah, like I bought Doge the first was, time Elon tweeted it. Yeah, um, I had. 800,000 shares of Dogecoin. 800,000. Okay. Yeah, but how much did you buy them at? Pennies on the dollar. I, I probably had 100 bucks in them. Okay, yeah. I sold it because <laughs> once I started doing research into these stocks, it's like, oh, they're meme stocks. And uh-huh. and I was like, these have no real value into the real world. I'm buying something I can't do nothing with anyways. I'll get rid of it. All right. Six months later, it spikes up to seven cents <laughs> of fucking... <laughs> share up to so 10. you didn't but you didn't lose out you still made money on it when you I sold got, then right i i got rid of it i think when when the time i got rid of it kyle i could have uh-huh. i could have made about three hundred fifty thousand dollars on it before if I got you had hold, held if i held it. it if i had held yeah. onto it i could have made don't, it. that's not the way to look at the market I made, I made 50 bucks profit on it when i got rid of it <laughs> right well see that's the same kind of sour grapes thing that these articles take advantage of they know that we want to feel this way like we made good choices to not partake in so as soon as something goes down a considerable amount they run these stories like yep yeah, i guess that's over now no more bitcoin but the truth of the matter is these things will yeah About exactly that. The, yeah, the, just like people are like Twitter right now. They're like, ah, oh, Twitter. It doesn't, it is not going to be Twitter's no. end. I, you know, I that, go ahead. It's just not it, like, it, it's probably the time to buy in. Yeah. It, it, this, that's exactly it. That's it. I just, we just talked about this in Cleveland. I was talking about it. I was like, you know, cryptos right now, 
Now's the time mm-hmm. to buy. Now's the yeah. time to buy cryptos. Hold on yeah. to it for the next three to five years. You'll make a bunch of money. You don't buy cryptos for the quick money. You buy cryptos for the long term because it will go mm-hmm. back up because like everything in this market and everything in this world, everything goes up and down. Right now we're seeing yeah. houses drop again because we've seen an all-time high. Now they're dropping. Mm-hmm. And because the Fed is talking about raising the rate yet again, because people ain't really listening. I I feel like the market's, you know, why the fuck? Hold up for a second. Why the fuck? Calm down. Hey, tell me about you tattooing again, because I am way the fuck off point. Am I talking about housing markets? Ain't the ain't the ain't the con, ain't the, the the podcast off topic and straight to the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but still, I'm trying to get back to it. I need a I need to somehow you know veer this thing. I need a better chance. Uh, I'm not so good at that. It's me. And you get ADHD. It's fine. Good, good, good. Then I'm I'm not being judged. No, no, no. Except by the millions of listeners at home, they're like, Cody. We don't even know why someone from the hills of Tennessee. Somebody who comes out of an Appalachian family. I don't know. Were you, were you handling snakes? Was there any religion in your family? Or was no, it was all just street shit. Now, how so, do you uh, end up doing so much anime? Do you love it? Do you find it out there? Oh, dude. So, you know, I grew up uh, in the in the generation of kids uh, where anime was on TV when we were growing up, right? Like, it had just come to the States. So, like, I would, I was 11, 12 years old, and I'd get home from school, and mm. 4 o'clock comes on, Toonami comes on, and there's Dragon Ball Z. That's where it started with us, Sailor Moon, all that. Like everything started in that time period, the 1999 to 2002. That's when we started. And then they moved it to nighttime. So after school, late at night, I'm watching anime, right? So it was my escape. First time I ever got in trouble was drawing anime in in middle school. My middle school teacher said, Art will never take me nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Does that middle school teacher, besides dumbass, does it have, do they have a name? His name was, oh, I will happily, he was a teacher at Smyrna Middle School in Tennessee, Mr. McGowan. That was his name. Mr. McGowan gave Mr. me ISS. McGowan. Gave me ISS for three dumbass. days for drawing in class repeatedly. I remember How the about this? Maybe he knew that that fire was going to be lit inside of you by giving you the ISS. And he, and he wanted to say that just so you could prove him wrong. No, no, he was a piece of shit, man. He was a history <laughs> teacher who didn't like me because, like, I'd missed a lot of school that year because my dad was, like, on and off the off of heroin and was withdrawn and everything else. So right. I missed, like, 60 days my seventh grade year. Don't you and, love that, teachers that are, like, we're mad at you because of your terrible home life? Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> It, it's it's a thing, man. And like I remember a teacher saying of me and something about the way I was dressed or possibly acting. I don't know. It's probably right. It's like he's just doing that because he wants attention. And, and it, the the irony is like kids don't just do stuff necessarily, you know. They no, do not at all. So maybe he wants attention. There's also a cause and effect, you know, for for that. Maybe he needs attention. Maybe there's a situation dire going on that you are choosing to not, you know, and at the same time, you're doing the exact worst thing by reinforcing the worthlessness of this kid's plight. Great job, it, teach. It, it is. A, it was one of those cases where the teacher did not enable a child's growth because it did not in line with what that teacher thought was going to be life. Yeah, this will never teach you how to be a history teacher. Drawing will get you nowhere. That's exactly. That's <laughs> you'll one- never be as successful as me. I work at a public school. I'm uh, a thirty-five a me. year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, enough about laughing about that guy. I'm glad. Nice to get his name out there. This is. 
honestly, I did start to feel this as a tattoo artist and, and um, apprentice would come in, apprentice hopefuls, I'll call them, would come in and eventually I got tired of it. I used to tell people, man, any I, a monkey can fucking tattoo. You know, like if it's got hands, you can tattoo. It's more about your desire and your improvement from each mistake that you make. That, and if mm, <laughs> well, I've learned nail yeah, on it's the not head, true. pal, nail on the fucking head, though. It is though. It, it is and isn't because some of these people just can't. And you're like, what the fuck is going on that you can't? They, like they it's can't in your because brain. they don't they don't put the work in. It's yeah, if, it's if they're not brain. if they're not improving because they're not putting the work in. I I stand by that. I'm right there with you. Anyone can tattoo. Anyone can tattoo. As long as you're willing to work. I don't expect people to be the best. As long as I can see improvement from you. Mm. If, if I look at your work and over a year I say, hey, you're a better artist now than you was a year ago. Cool. That means I respect what you're doing. Yeah. And you'll keep going. It's, it's foolish of me to judge you on the beginning of your path if you're not going to quit. If you're going to quit, then we can judge you. At all parts of your path, you fucking loser ass quitter. <laughs> but if you're going to continue, then I judge that you're a terrible artist. Well, by the end of your lifetime, your your artist span, you're a fucking Nico Hurtado. I'm an idiot, or I'm a what's McGinn, dickhead McGowan, whatever that fucking teacher was that that you you know was teaching at Smyrna for you. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Uh, I I I love it though. I do because eventually I figured maybe I'm doing these people a disservice by complimenting their tattoos even though they might kind of suck or their portfolios that they come in and i give them encouragement tell them you can do it and i might never see them again and i did start to tell people i was like i don't know man you probably just give up Bro. i don't think you got it <laughs> just as 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 a nice thing to be a dickhead i knew it was a dickhead thing to do but i was like the only people that i see that actually make it are the ones that have fire people told me i couldn't Right. This teacher told you you couldn't. Did it possibly make you like, oh, I can't wait to prove you wrong? A hundred percent. That And that's that's like with the apprenticeship. Right. When I went to get my apprenticeship, I didn't take no for an answer. I refused. OK, to take explain. No for an answer. Someone um, told you no then. Chris Whitney told me no. Oh, my good friend, Chris Whitney. Right on. Chris Whitney told me no. Chris Whitney told me no a bunch of times. You know what I did? I stepped. Uh -huh. I, I kept going up there. I started taking my drawings up there. I was drawing there. He'd show me shit. I'd keep drawing. I'd mm -hmm. get up there. I'd start cleaning shit. It's because you told me no doesn't mean it's no. No means okay. <laughs> I'm going to fucking prove you wrong. Is this how, is this how you got your girlfriends how, too? No, no, no. He's <laughs> like, I just keep giving them massages eventually. <laughs> <laughs> First, it starts out. It's pretty creepy. I got to admit. But after man. a while, you're like, oh, man, I was tense. <laughs> it's it's nuts, man. Like, I, I literally took no as... F that, I gotta fucking try harder. Does this come from a anime basis, right? Because here, here's my thought. I would originally say this comes from a Wu Tang basis or the Shaolin monks, because those those Wu Tang uh, um, kung fu movies used to al almost always have somebody wants to get into the academy of Shaolin monks or whatnot. And they stand out in front of the gates for a while. And every day somebody comes out and insults them. You're too fat. You'll never make it. You're too stupid. You're too fucking ugly. Go away. And eventually after they're hungry and they haven't moved and it's raining on them and everybody else has quit, there's one left and they take that one in. Is, is there anything 
to that that you found in anime stories that also then encouraged you to mop the floor when somebody said, yeah, you'll never work here. No. Honestly, oh, enough, right on. That was a mad. long question. Yeah, the, an- <laughs> <laughs> the anime actually didn't really apply to uh, my everyday life, man. The anime for me is just something. It's my enjoyment. And it's my escape. Uh, what, anime- what, what, are there no lessons? I don't watch anymore. All I, The last anime I've watched was Akira. Uh, some people, for some people, there is. Some people will take a lot of anime and it'll pull into their world because they can relate mm-hmm. to the problems that the characters are dealing with. Um, okay. I'm a realist and understand that I separate things, right? So, like, regardless of, of the, the things that the character is on me and they're them, I appreciate anime for it. It's just it's my escape. I could just watch an anime and, and I bond with the characters as far as the character development throughout the show. But and- storytelling with no morals is useless but so there are morals i just don't take the morals into my own world if that makes sense like i i separate the fact that they're more we could be (laughs) the character could go exactly through what i went through and i'm still going to separate that character from me i follow you're also saying then that a lot of people become that character when you're tattooing these people that i see you tattooing then a lot of them identify so much exactly saitama or whatever yeah they 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 identify with that character or that character allowed them to escape right and that's that's where the bond of things happens for me it wasn't the character it was the show is what i escaped through i escaped through watching these shows possibly also controlling these things because you're drawing them yeah so now you're controlling these characters they're yours now and the more of them that you have the you know the less you're going to identify now you're like a pokemon trainer yeah yeah 100 you know like any kid growing you up, gotta draw them all. you know I, 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 there was even a point like when i started doing it i was like all right i want to tattoo all the pokemon then i realized there's like a thousand different ones and some um art the art design sucks and so I'll yeah. just do them all and it's fine <laughs> okay I was like, I was wondering where you got with that quest because I've seen some stupid Pokemon. I could only imagine. It would have to be one person that would get them all, too, though, just all over their body. I got to catch them all. What happens when they have new ones or a variant or they find an evolved species? You got a tattoo. Yeah, see that. So when they add an evolution, you got to add on to the arm, right? There's people with completed pieces that they'll add an evolution. And they're like, well, I don't know what I got to do now because... I got this whole line and now there's another one. What do I do? Now you got to just identify with that time frame. Sorry. That's what you get. <laughs> I, I got a kid. I, uh, they, I've been reworking the sleeve on his arm, right? And his sleeve is around Dragon Ball, right? But his sleeve was done over 10 years ago when the story had stopped. So his sleeve revolves around the story being done to that point. And they brought the show back. And now there's another layer a whole new set of story that now you're missing this whole thing. So you only got part of the story told on your arm now. So he actually told the whole story, but, but he's OG now too. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's a throwback. Okay. He, he's not, he's not upset about it. No, no, no. Cause it, it, it's, he got it somewhere else. I've been reworking it though and bringing it to life for him. You think this thing lasts? You think everybody's future we're going ahead and they're everybody's getting anime. You Dude, think uh, it evolves into something else? As a fan, mm-hmm. I would love it to last. As an honest individual in this business and in this world, no. Five years tops, and then we'll be on really? a new trend. Ten at the max. Five at the bottom and ten at the top end. Well, what if, I mean, if, if anime continues to grow in popularity, it seems that 
just by the numbers, then people would also be getting more tattoos of anime. Do you know? Do you know why anime took off? COVID. People had okay. down, people had downtime to watch anime, and once they started, yeah, started they that's were stuck also in, why everybody started buying tigers. Yeah, people had exactly, <laughs> exactly. Everyone all of a sudden wants to be a tiger king, right? People had time at home. They're like, well, fuck it. I've already seen everything else on TV. All right. Not the news coming up. I'm going to watch some anime, see what everyone's talking about. And then they realize they enjoy it. Anime is enjoyable TV. And they realize that, okay, it's not a cartoon. It's, an, it's just an animated TV show that actually has plot and development. Drama. Yeah. yeah what's Character probably, development. Yeah. They realize that. They know they've seen that it's more than what they thought it was. And now they have no choice but to accept it for something good. And then they, they realize that they're fans of it. I don't see what, it lasting more than 10 years, though. What are your opinions on then making live actions of these? Uh, Ghost in a Shell, for instance. Fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't think you're right. Now, because my own, I haven't seen both Ghost in a Shell. I've seen the, the cartoon. Loved mm-hmm. it. Uh, excuse me, the anime. And I loved it. And then, um, but now they're remaking also uh, Beauty and the Beast into a live action they remade aladdin into a live action so those aren't animes so no that's yeah but those are around the same thought there is something that is con- that is given to me in in my suspension of disbelief is weaker watching an anime so the power for the story to pull me into uh unrealistic scenario and get it believable is easier than if it's live action so i'm watching bell in a short clip from when she's getting dressed. I don't know if it's bell, but it's like a beauty and the beast thing. She's getting dressed or something and the dresser's jumping around, but it's a live action. And you're like, no, this just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it's for, it's a, it's a case of like, the problem is when they want to go realistic, they butcher it. Right. They did a live action of dragon ball back in 2008. It's fucking awful. (laughs) Absolutely awful. Right. When you yeah. live action something, what happens is they try to make it too realistic. Do you remember when the Sonic movie came out and they for, they had to redo the animation because they tried to make Sonic look realistic? Way, people, way too real. Yeah, they yeah. said it was eerie, creepy. If, if you're going to live action something that we care about, like an animation, like a movie, uh, like if you're keep it true to what it is. <clears throat> That's that, and the problem is they try to change things to make them too realistic. Look what they did with the Ninja Turtles. I miss man. I, I like those movies. A lot of people hated them though. I miss the original ones. I miss mm. the originals with the big fucking costumes because they look more <laughs> like the cartoon in the comics. But now they look fucking all detailed and textured, and you know they look yeah. Well, monsters. they went for the real storyline where they were like, well, they'd be mutants, right? Yeah, you can keep a real storyline and still have cool. Yeah. yeah. What about Transformers then? Transformers worked because they were automobiles, right? Okay. So you took a robot and made it a car. But when you take a living creature, like something, because... Yeah, but they took a VW bug and didn't they turn it into a Trans Am or something? All all they did is they, they, the most they did is they, 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 the cartoons for the Transformers didn't distort the characters. They Chevy washed the vehicle. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you feel personal attacked is what you're. What you're, you're. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm moving on. They called it Beetle. That did get me. That you're like, well, the Beetle was a, a Volkswagen. Bug. Yeah, he. he so he all that makes sense. 
but now you're now you were like a Mustang or something. And I, I'm I'm believing this. You're Beetle, but you're a fucking Mustang. You fucked it so, up. Fucked it up, man. You just fucked, fucked it, it up. up. Changed Ariel's color. Um, no, I'm kidding. God, no, 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 no but it's a trick. But shit like that, right? <laughs> like, why? Like, I'm all for it. Mm. Do it. But like, you better give me big eyed fucking the what's the fish's name? Her best friend, Sebastian. No, Sebastian's a crap. Oh yeah, I've never seen it. I want to see never this fish. This, this this fish better have big eyes. This crab better have big eyes. They better look silly because cartoony. That's more, yeah, I want to see them look look cartoony like Sonic. Don't make them realistic fish. That's gonna be fucking right. dumb. Well, that was the weird part about the dresser dancing around with Belle. You're like, that looks like a real ass dresser. And if you're a real ass person dancing around with a real ass dresser, that's real ass weird. Like, that's disconcerting. It's like, that thing could fall over. It looks like it would crush you, honey. And then when a real person, like if you watch uh, Beauty and the Beast, you know, she's always in her book. She's walking through the town and she's messing up everybody's work day because she's got her head in a book. And in a cartoon, it's kind of funny because they're just cartoons. But when you see real people and this girl is like getting mud on their clothes and breaking their windows as they go to work, you're like, hey, bitch, look where you're going, all right? Yeah, exactly. Like, don't make the we don't want realistic shit, man. Give the shit some fucking eyes. Make it look like it should look. No, yeah, give it some make, eyes. Okay. Make make it look like it's supposed to look in the goddamn show. The problem is they want to distort things. Well, distorting your tattoos, your anime tattoos, uh, has repercussions. Is there a hatership? Like, uh, you know, is there some people that are purists and they're like, no, you don't add thick outlines. You use a five liner and nothing more. Or no, nah, you know, uh, luckily with tattooing, man, uh, there's a lot of liberty in it. Uh, uh, the most I've seen I've... you do some of both. Am I wrong? You, you yeah. sometimes add elements to a, a piece and sometimes you do a straight cell shade. Yeah, I, I vary. Right. Like I it's it's weird because like. I don't I do a line drawing call and I don't go in with any color reference or not. I'm going to wing it on that tattoo. So I base it off of what they're what they got around them already on their piece. Right. And how I'm feeling that day about that person um, based on the reference they sent me. If they send me a bunch of ideas and shit they like, I'm going to base it around. OK, that, that's the style they're looking for um, with tattooing, man. It's for the most part, the anime community aren't purists when it comes to the layout they're particular the anime tattooers are pierced when it comes to application because they will fucking tear people apart on application they're a little more strict than a lot of tattooers i've met and what do you mean application making sure it's a clean tattoo man anime okay. tat most anime tattooers that i know are sticklers um there's a few that like care less but a lot of them are super harsh. And that's why, like, if you see, I could send you 100 anime tattoos right now. They're absolutely murdering tattooing. Can tattoo circles around most tattooers I know? Can tattoo circles around me? Mm. Absolutely phenomenal tattooers. Um, because uh, they ensure it's good application. What about uh, composition? Because it seems like your composition is actually a lot of times taken away from you. Because somebody will say, I want this scene. I want this image right here. Exactly. So that's where it gets tricky. Um, depending on the scene, right? 
So mm-hmm. like most of the time when people hit me up about booking, I'm like, hey, I require freedom on the design, right? Um, to give you to compare it and things, right? Uh, what's your what was one of your? I want I want NWO Hulk Hogan, specific a specific moment and a person, right? They'll want a yeah. specific character from a specific time period, and I'm like, cool. Um, now there's certain shows and certain moments in shows where that character has an iconic moment. So if they want an iconic scene. That's what I feel I hear being asked for a lot. Yeah. Well, most of the time it's not. At least with me. Most of them are like, hey, I want want Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Cool. That means they're like, we're at, cool. All right. Do you have any specific moment? They're like, no. All right. I'm going to do my own thing. But then if they're like, all right, I want him when he's doing his Kamehameha and self. And I know I'm probably talking fucking jargon to you right now. Yeah, just, yeah, hundred percent. There's a <laughs> Meg, Meg, yeah, yeah. It's it's an iconic moment though because there's a scene where he's shooting this beam out of his hand and his face mm. is just lit up and it's an iconic moment. If you watch the show and you're a fan of the show, someone right now is listening, being like, "Yeah, Todd, dude, yeah, how they're do you gonna not? know exactly what I'm talking about." I love that it is that personal for people. Um, and also the you yourself have that you know you know what i mean like that's the amazing part about tattooing and the specialization i guess is that your passion will lead you to like what you do yeah if applied properly at least what happens when if, if you say this though ends in five years uh what happens to uh, are, are you hoping to have established yourself and there'll still be people that are coming to get anime or do you see yourself evolving somewhere else uh i will still be doing anime i think people the generations as they come in they're going to keep coming for anime um especially if you've established yourself as that yeah uh for me like i would equate it to like here we are like i'll be like guy Right, for anime tattooers, like anime tattooers now are gonna be like the guy Atchison's, where you know people that go to guy for biomech. There's fans, right? Is biomech what yeah. it was twenty years ago? No, nowhere near. No, but the people guy's still busy with, yeah, what he's doing. It's nowhere near what it was. I wish, I wish it was, because it's so hard. I, I wish I was doing more bioorganic, and you just can't. It's not uh, easily cultivated because people that get it, it seems, are fewer, and they go to these people you know if they want a high-end biomechanical they're going to look up a a a guy mcdonald or donaldson ty McEwen. you know they're going to look up the they're very few you know well phil robertson yeah back Mm -hmm. in the day though you know a lot of people want a bio it'd be like leo zuleta doing tribal like People that yeah. go to Leo want Leo to do tribal, but most people don't really fucking get tribal no more. You know, it's just not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that will be you. Well, I, I I look forward to that for you, I guess. Seeing you unevolve like a fucking, like a Pikachu that, that made a real good friend. But, you know, funny enough, <laughs> it's, it's remember that lady you were tattooing the rose on in Cleveland? And I was like, you should get a zombie. Mm-hmm. That's, a Kyle, that's a Kyle Dunbar thing is a zombie. Like Damn that. <laughs> yeah. People, you should get a zombie from me, really, to be honest, because how, how I make so many do? mistakes. I, I I know how to fix them if they're a zombie. You drew that rose a hundred fucking times, but you could have slapped a zombie in there in two seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's uh, the thing. How how 10 years ago, how many people would have come and got a zombie? Like zombies were the thing because the walking dead, everything else, they were everywhere. 
What about Stinkmaster? You know what? You can't I, talk about it. Or oh, maybe I, you can. I, I have not. I haven't done no NDAs yet. So let's talk about it. Okay, good. So they, they are they are warming up to they're calling you for they're, the third sniffing fucking around your, time. Mm-hmm. Third fucking time, Kyle. And here's the problem I have is I feel like they're wasting my time. So, Kyle, mm-hmm. if you got a number to someone to call, if anyone hears this and they know someone, mm-hmm. tell them to you're stop doing the perfect them. thing. No, you tell it, them just that. You tell them, hey, you're fucking wasting my time. And they say, OK, we got them. We got them where yeah. we like them. Quit. Not, now now you're cool. Time. Yeah. And then they're going to have you on. That's the fucked up part. I'll flip a fucking table. I don't care. <laughs> That's what it takes. You know, I, Probably, I told you I threw a stool, right? I will go on there and I will talk shit, bro. I will talk. The last interview I did before COVID, mm-hmm. it was like, how are you with shit talking? Kyle, I'm going to use this term because you're a wrestling fan. I cut a promo on that fucking lady and, and <laughs> I tore her down inch by inch. But herself? You just yeah. went at her. I went at her. she was in the room. Nice. She was the one interviewing me. I tore nice. her apart. I tore nice. her apart. But did that hurt? Maybe if you went after like no, no, she boss. she was dying. She was dying laughing. She was like, "I okay. fucking love this." I said exactly okay. I, like, "I will shit talk you all day, bro." Like I, you are a wrestling fan. I yeah, that's where I got the gift of gab, bro. You're cutting some promos, but they didn't like it. What they no, didn't COVID, call you? Up? They didn't COVID sign you. COVID, COVID, no COVID. I had actually got to a point where it's on my agreement for that season, um, and then they were supposed to hit me back about like. You know, we we take the next step, blah blah blah, and then COVID hit, and they're like, "All right, we're done with the show." Oh, okay, right, yeah. yeah. It, well, that and little racist Ali probably too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Ali, 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 blackface Ali don't help yeah, anything at all. Yeah, MySpace Ali, man, I guess would be the nicest way to call him. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll say <laughs> MySpace Ali. You know what? Um, uh, when we say racist Ali, let's make sure uh we to protect you and me, uh, uh. What's the what's the protect you? I've already I've called him that since day one. <laughs> I haven't had it. I called him that before we knew he was a little racist, Ollie. Uh, <laughs> what you're saying, you know, you know, it's funny you say that. I've heard that people weren't surprised. Overall, I mean, when Craig Foster went home as a black tattoo artist and um, and Joshua stayed, we felt it is either a decision by production to keep the loud mouth here instead of the extremely talented I, black I forget, tattoo artist that you put in you a fucking the, cat Williams wig. You were on the season with Craig, wasn't you? Yeah. And I as you know, was- the guy is one of, I mean, technically and even artistically, he, um, he, uh, I don't know if envies, but he, he mirrored Jimmy Litwock's ability to draw the- they're both one and the same. They held. They had the whole Snack Tooth brand for a while. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Craig. Like right now, I've I've got out of my idols because you know Craig. Craig was big when I was coming up. Craig, Jimmy, Tony Cervaro. They were the like new school fronts, right? I was a big new school fan coming into this business. So Craig, I had Jimmy's. I had the. The Silvaro books. I'd heard about Craig. I'd seen Craig in magazines. I had a bunch of Silvaro books and I had Jimmy's books early in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I seen Craig on the show with Jimmy, I was like, "Holy fuck!" You know, it was it was a mind blowing thing to me. When I met Craig, I've got a few. I've got a couple tattoos from Craig. I've got oh, nothing really? but yeah, yeah. I I've got nothing but great things to say about Craig. Well, did you watch the season then where yeah. he he was removed? Yeah, did, yeah. Because they fucking you had saw him looking like Cat thing, Williams then. with his fucking perm. Which was not even his hair. Yeah, he, they put a, a weave in his hair, 
and it would get in his way while he was tattooing. It actually held back his ability as a tattoo artist. Yeah. They had him look ridiculous and they then, did not do him good. And and then they removed him uh, for doing good proportion on on a proportion day. Despite Josh doing bad proportion, they removed him uh, and they said that he was doing bad black and gray. Yeah, because he put second time two, doing it in a row. Two drops of white. It looked gorgeous. Right. It was a it buttery. Was best, it was butter, bro. It was best design that you could possibly get. <laughs> the absolute best design that you could possibly get out of the tattoo that Kay Cutter had designed. Like his Fucking idea cut. of a tattoo was Fucking shit. Cut. You know, but you know, they kept, we know why they kept cut on there. Cut to make good TV. Oh, he makes amazing TV. Cut to make good and, TV, bro. And he, I mean, it wasn't for when he gave me the idea. I'm just like, okay, pass. I had the choice that of what I got to do. I was like, okay, pass. Right. Or, you know, just kind of niceties and we'll move on and we'll see what's coming next. When, uh, it, when Craig got him, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you poor guy. When I saw Craig's drawing for it, I'm like, that's perfect, you know? And then when Craig's application of it, it was good. To, it it wasn't a good-looking tattoo necessarily. Are, it was uh, the yeah. best-looking tattoo that tattoo was ever going to be, yeah, you, you know? He, 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 he made uh, uh, chicken fajitas with chicken shit, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> And, and then, but then Josh had this T-Rex thing, this girl that was supposed to be sexy and was not. She looked like she was contorting. That's the part that got you. You're like, proportion is what is missing in Josh's tattoo. Today is proportion day. What okay. is missing in Craig's tattoo is an appealing subject, but it's not appealing subject day. Like what, Nor what, is, what's mm-hmm. more important is an appealing. And this is what always, this is, I've got a few qualms with the show, right? Like the only reason I would even do that show, Kyle, because there's nothing else left for me to do. I've achieved everything I've ever wanted to do other than TV. But mm-hmm. like at some point or another, it has to go to a point. Well, who got, did the client get a good tattoo? Fuck yeah. The client got a good tattoo. Like if that tattoo's better than that tattoo, why are you sending that tattoo home? It's uh, it's of interest. Yeah. What, what is it that, well, in this case, we fast forward and find out that Ali occasionally dresses up in extremely disrespectful Halloween costumes that are extremely disrespectful, not just to one, but, but to a race of people. Yeah. And then you think, and Craig, Craig Foster is the same race that Ali disrespects on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I asked Sebastian about it. He tells me uh, he doesn't find. He says, whatever you dress up on Halloween, that's your character. I don't give a fuck. I was like, cool, man. I do like that. I did send him images of uh, Ali in his outfit, and he was like, all right, yeah, that's racist as shit. <laughs> it, was, but, uh, it was racist, but it was, I, I'm going to tell you now, is it wrong? Yes. Is his thought process behind it? It's, it was ignorant because of what he was doing. He was doing a cat. Yeah. He, was, he was trying to dress up as a Richard Pryor sketch, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Which is, I thought which is, it was possibly Eddie Murphy, but maybe either. Eddie Murphy. Either way, it was it was an old skit that he was replicating for a Halloween costume, which is fine. The problem is, you have your lane and you should stay in it. And Oliver Peck went into a lane that didn't belong to him. He should have, you know, you just don't, you just don't fucking do that. Like why? Like, <laughs> why? Just stay in your fucking lane, bro. Make the jokes you want to make about your situations, not other people's situations. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard more and more since then, too. And it seems like sometimes 
uh, you just open up the dams. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it, and I have no knowledge of any of the, uh, the things that I've heard him also accused of ancillary, but I do have knowledge of him kind of just being a narcissist. Like my experience with the kid just needs you needs the air in the room. Yeah, a hundred percent. I uh, I will say that. Uh, I, I the things I'm with you. What I've heard allegedly, um, has all been in concurrence with the costume. <laughs> Almost like that costume was. Hey, look at me! You know, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it fits his personality is what a lot of people have said. Um, what about this? How excited did then might you be to go on Ink Master uh, and you find that he is no longer there, that Nunez is no longer there, and Navarro is finally relegated to a talking head like Max Hedrum uh, with no real decisions, and instead it is people who we respect. You know... This is where it gets fun again, right? I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, go on a few limbs here. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, we have another fucking vocalist, another band member, Joel Madden. Joel, Ma- Joel Madden. From Good I like Charlotte, him. right? You know why? Why? Because this is the anthem. So get your fucking hands up. Ain't that his song? I really <laughs> um, no, I, I like him simply because I love finding out that there are celebrities that know who I am. And he is a huge fan of Ink Master and has watched every episode ever. So, ipso facto, I have been on his lips. I have been on Joel McFadden's lips. Is it Madden? McFadden? I have been on... uh, That sounds dirtier than it should. Um, I have been like a cold sore on Joel Madden's lips, man. Uh, There's That's kind of cool to me. So all of a sudden, I was like, nope, I like the guy. Until I find out that he was like, well, Kyle was a little bit out of control or something. I'm like, all right, fuck you, motherfucker. But up until then, um, yeah. uh, as a fan of the show, I think he knows that there is a role that he can do. And he's kind of filling Dave Navarro's stupid role, which is just being a mouthpiece. And that actually is needed. I watched, um, you know, because these other guys, it, it's not their job. It's not their their love. Their love is tattoos. So you kind of need the guy that can go out there and say the pretty words and sell Corona and Taco Bell. Oh, you, you so you can still have your integrity about your judgments on tattoos. Yeah, you yeah, gotta have your face. A hundred percent, man. And I won't dissuade that. Um, I know Ryan. She's a fucking I met Ryan and Arlo. Um mm-hmm. Arlo mom. being her husband, yeah, baby yeah. daddy, right? Uh the the guy that everyone roasts for Photoshop. Uh, phenomenal <laughs> dude, and and I tell you, I've seen his tattoos not photoshopped in person. They look great, dude, fucking phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I've seen well, his work in person; it heals beautifully. Sometimes we see the uh, tattoo truth fairy, but you can look through his tattoos, and you're like, poor lighting. Yeah, they're poor, they're, they're, they're poor lighting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've and seen them like, in person; they look good. Yeah, and then you're like, are you spitting on your lens too? I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I like you. Did you put your fucking or did you put your fingerprint on it? Is it smudged? This falls into that hatership category almost yeah. of people that are happy to, um, yeah, just shit on something because, because they, it's they not want it not to be. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I will say, mm-hmm. I will say, uh, 
he gets a lot Ryan. of flack. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan's a sweetheart. Ami, Ami's the original TV tattooer. And he's uh, a good tattooer, though, as yeah, well. He's the original TV tattooer, though. He really right? gave a fuck, though. I mean, Chris Garver was the star. Uh, well, I mean, Nunez was the star. Chris Garver was the star artist. He was the artist. Yeah, yeah. But Ami was learning and also technically able to apply. And I feel like he still has that judgment. I've seen him make some funny choices um, in critiques that he's done before when he was on that Tattoo Titan show. You ever seen that one? Yeah. <laughs> when they used to say guns down. Fucking Tattoo Titans. on That was on CMT, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on Country Music Channel. I, Ro- I, I remember Roman, Roman went on that show. Was he on that one too? Yeah, he, he was on Best Inc. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, I'm getting okay. uh, yeah. That was yeah, that was with uh Hannah Aitchinson and um Joe Capabianco. Hannah used to be on LA Inc. with Kat, and then uh she she kind of did that as a spin-off. Tattoo but Titans the one good. it did Tattoo Titans didn't last for a while either, did it? No, it was like they took four people and they competed against them, and then they it was on CMT, so they were definite that they had to say guns down when they told them the tattoo time was over and they didn't give them enough time to really create something interesting for people to give a fuck about so they didn't you know without having six hours to create a tattoo you're not going to get your audience to care as much because the tattoo isn't as cool dude there was uh when i there was someone i remember seeing on there that i was shocked they were on there and I'm trying to remember who it was on Tattoo Titans. Was he, uh, was it our friend, uh, Rob, uh, not Rob Thomas, um, Chris Thomas? No. Rock, Arkansas? You got, you he got was on there. Really? Yeah. And then Ami hated his tattoo or something like that. It seems like he said, I don't like this because it looks like 1980s, um, 1980s uh, biomech or something. I know. Which I don't know if I liked his tattoo as much as I might have liked other tattoos that Chris did, but I hate it when someone says as a judgment of something that looks like 80s something or 90s something, because I don't care if it looks like it's from a timepiece because shit from the 1800s looks like it's from the 1800s. And all of a sudden, because it's 100 years old, we're like, no, but that's awesome because it's 1800s, you know, like, like what, what determination do you then get to say that a traditional tattoo is cool? You know, because you're like, well, no, yeah, that, that it just looks like a traditional tattoo from, from, you know, fucking 1975. But you're like, well, yeah, that's dope, right? Well, no, not anymore because I put a year on it. See, that's, it's, they want to, there's a, there's an aging process with this. And again, it, it's tattooers making things fit their agenda. Right. There's a lot of tattooers that are really like they're really big about adjusting things to fit their role. Um and that's the issue right now with this with this industry itself, right? Is is tattooers are well, flipping it Sounds active. like you mean that they would also know their limitations and you know. Like Clint Eastwood always says, an artist's got to know his limitations. Yeah, but most artists don't. Most artists don't know their limitations at all. They'll happily fucking uh, do things outside of limitations for the sake of a dollar. Well, and shit, then, some of us, we come up back. You said it yourself. You came up when you had to, right? Yeah, you tattooed everything. Yeah, you're like, right. Well, I do but that. I also that- knew what I couldn't do, if that makes sense. Like, I'll still mm-hmm. tattoo anything that comes to cow. I will... Just because we don't see it on Instagram, 
I will tattoo anything that comes through my bro. I book everything. Everything. I've got a, I'll tattoo whatever. I don't care. Cause you know what? I got a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I got when a mortgage. Last, you, what, what, what is one thing that you would think people wouldn't think you do that you have done lately? Um, I just did so, uh, some Paisley Mandala work. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put that on you. No, not at all. I just did Does it drive Paisley. you insane? Do you, do you get a headache from it? Honestly, no. I just love tattooing, Kyle. If you want the 100% truth, I enjoy yeah, tattooing literally everything. Like, there isn't a tattoo that I go, man, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I, we joke and we bitch, but I am internally grateful because you know what? Whether it's a small little $100 fucking infinity symbol, semicolon, any of that shit, or something big, that means it's one less day that I got to clock into a fucking warehouse. Yeah. One less day. One, one more day that you prove the, the fucking dickhead McGowan teacher. Fat, fucking facts. Yeah, right? <laughs> How literally. exciting is that? Um, Anybody also getting that nowadays? Boy, boy, what a... That, I feel like that's the number one that I wish that I could get across with any part of my, uh, my podcast is to people um, that might want some kind of idea or in, into art, right? Or some life yeah. into art. Like, yeah, you can. Number one thing about being an artist is not stopping. Like, like uh, I hear a lot of people that tell me, you know, and I'm sure you hear it too. They say, I, I just can't even draw a straight line. Yeah. But, uh, like but I, can you? And, and the thing is, it's like, yeah, but you don't draw with straight line, straight, right? Straight lines look fucking ugly. Who puts straight lines in? Have you looked at a at a painting with a straight line and been like, oh, my God, that's such an awesome straight line. There's not a single straight line in it. The frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the straight lines frame. in the painting are on the frame. You fucking idiot. So really, it's just like draw. You have to people, I think are scared to make mistakes and oftentimes and i don't know they, they should be able to tell this because they if if you watch an artist draw there is a moment when they are drawing when you're like oh, fuck shit pure shit where the fuck and then you start to be like, oh he sees something oh it's okay i i'm starting to see oh uh oh well, there it is well i get that yeah that makes sense now you know you do you want to know some advice that I got, I got given to me? Are you familiar with Frank Lanatra? Yes. Frank, Frank Lanatra is also how we refer to him on this show. But go ahead and the, be disrespectful the, if you would like. I, I will <laughs> tell you I have the utmost respect for that gentleman. Um, he does gave, new school, right? Yep, Let's give 100%. a little bit of promo for the kid. He's one of the best. What, what do we call it? New school? Yeah. He and Jesse say, work together quite quite closely and he's part of the Carcaeus nfts if i'm yep. not mistaken also fucking beautiful work man frank frank operates a little bit different than a lot of people he's a multi-session guy it'll take him three or four sessions for a single tattoo okay. um but the advice he gave me years ago it, it's a further reminder that the issue is isn't with people that they can't they just don't have the work ethic to do um i went to frank one day and i looked at him and i was like man how do you have time to make so much art and he says, uh, how'd you get here? Did you fly or did you drive? I said, I flew. He said, what'd you do when you got to your hotel? I said, I chilled for about 30 minutes, maybe an hour, wound down. He said, what do you do at night when you go home? I said, I just, you know, he said, you watch TV? I said, yeah, I watch a little TV. He said, you get in your bed, you, you know, scroll on your phone, you play around, right? Yeah. He says, all right, 
He says, you play games? I said, every once in a while. He said, if you can find time to do all that other shit, you got time to draw. Yeah. And his ability reflects that, too. 100%. That, that he then, has put that much time in. In my head, when I felt like I didn't have time to make art, that was a, a eye-opener that, you know what, I just didn't want to make time to make art. And I fucking buckled down. Look at guys like Eric Berger. Eric Berger mm-hmm. fucking puts out so much fucking artwork. It's not even funny, and he's so good at what he does. It is pretty awesome to and to see his setup. Every one of those that he has over there is a tattoo that he's done, that he's drawn up to sell. Walk, walk around recently. the show. Look how many signs people have that he made. Look how many signs are on people's table, Kyle. And that, I didn't are you know he be, was making signs. Was he doing enamel paintings or whatnot? He used to hand paint them. Now he does like this digital print. He'll draw it out and then like lay it on the wood. He does this cut out, this epoxy. Look at the sign. Go to his Instagram. Look at the sign he made for Wicked Fast. It's fucking dope. It's a big-ass light-up sign, epoxy. It's fucking phenomenal. I've gotten two or three signs from him. What show are you... Are you going to Atlanta this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Walk around Atlanta this weekend and look Count on the, the table. signs from Eric Count Berger. the signs. I will guarantee you at a show with 400 booths, there's probably 100 signs from Eric Berger at that show. Right on. It's impressive. And you're saying that also because he doesn't play games, watch TV. He doesn't make the excuse on why he can't create art. He doesn't make the excuse why he can't draw a stick figure like most of these people say. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> if you tell yourself you can't draw a stick figure, that is exactly why you're not an artist. It's because you've given yourself the out. Yeah, you I don't mean, think I, you can. You, you start with a mess of something until it turns to something. You know, that's what at least I find. I, I, I was drawing a tattoo. It was my favorite tattoo I did this weekend. Somebody told me I could do whatever I wanted. And that's always my favorite. And what we're going to do when you say that is I have no fucking idea, but I can bet there's going to be a skull somewhere and something. It's going to be some. So I, I made this like Grim Reaper skull collab, like the Grim Reaper was kind of popping out of the nose. And then it this the it also made up parts of the face of the thing. I fucking loved it because it it just started like scribbles, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you only get that uh, from the exercise of of that of of not stopping because at any point when I'm making these scribbles, I have no idea what I'm drawing. I literally <laughs> it's it's fucking it's amazing to me. It's the truth because yeah. you don't know until that moment. Until I you're li- in that very fucking yep. moment and you feel it, you're like, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, here it comes. I, can, I see it. Okay, now shape this. Now that. Okay, now we got a direction. I can see what to do. I, I start everything with a circle. <laughs> okay. Well, that's or, a Frank, Frank Lenatra trick right there, too. Either, either the circle or the Jeff Gogway golden S. Golden S. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. What's that? The, the Something that fits inside of Fibonacci's ratio? The, the idea, of, you know, the, the, the curves? The, for flow, yeah, everything has flow, right? You can mm-hmm. do an S on any part of the body to start your yeah. flow and structure for that muscle, right? On the arm, on the upper arms, the lower arms, calves, yeah, anywhere. Like that golden S starts. That's what taught me how to draw finger waves was these fucking golden S. Okay, what do you, do you leave out the other part of the golden S then? No, you just you just start that as your base and use that to peel off of it. You pull everything else off the direction of that S. Okay. All your are, you from, are you familiar with Fibonacci's uh, sequences there? Let, let me Google the, the... this real quick. Because <laughs> okay. I, I, I wonder if you aren't. 
also just pop in because if it says it's the golden S, then to me, it's referring also to the golden rule of um, Fibonacci's uh, ratio, I've which seen is the ratio. found I've, inside I've of a conch ratio. shell or something like that, right? I've seen the ratio. So his is a little bit different. His is the idea of take an arm from shoulder to elbow, take the right arm, left arm. If it's the left arm, it's a backwards S. Start with the muscle. It, it, it would be similar though, right? Like how mm -hmm. it swirls up and it goes around and it goes down, but then it curves. So it's almost like you're taking that same design, take the Fibonacci, flip it, and then put it beside each other where it'll connect. And it's, you know, it's okay. your mess. I follow. Yeah. Yeehaw. Um, I, if you're wanting to be an artist, don't stop. That's what we say. Yeah. You, you know, it, no, isn't no, no is how bad do you fucking want it? Which is also part of us becoming tattoo artists. I think uh, many of us in the industry have been told no at some point, or even if it's by, I mean, my, me, my first no about art came from my family. You know, no, nobody really, they all supported that when it, when they didn't have to pay attention to you and they were like, here's a pen and paper, go draw, <laughs> quit being a nuisance. But nobody wanted to support that when you're like, I think I'd like to do this for a living. They're like, oh, no, no. You'd rather be a mechanic. My my stepdad, um, and it's funny because I'm going to tell you this, um, was the only one that was against me tattooing because he come from a very old school. You work seven days a week. Uh, my brother that I tattooed in Flint, uh, you guys you guys met him. Uh, the shorter yeah. fella, I did his you know, quarter sleeve on him, you know, the whole outside of his arm. That's my stepbrother. Uh, my stepdad was very old school. Um, they worked seven days a week, contracted for Sears, delivering installs, right? So he was used to that. You work hard. You know, he made a good living. Um, he didn't see tattooing as a viable living. And at the time when I come in, we talked about it. It, it, was, it wasn't. So the right. first, first couple of years, he was definitely right. Like, it wasn't a good living to fucking tattoo. But right. you know, this was a man who was anti-tattooed also to a point to where he didn't he never had a tattoo didn't want a tattoo and then about right. five years ago i gave him his first tattoo that's when awesome what did he get he got a portrait of his uh late son i did a portrait of his son on his arm um but, uh, when i opened my shop seven years ago he's the one who funded it and helped me open it awesome like he had turned around because he saw me work at it and saw what it could do and of course mm -hmm. obviously his mind's different now he's got tattoos now he's talking about wanting a couple more I've tattooed uh, my stepbrother who had no tattoos a few times now. Things like that, like they see where things are different now. Uh, he was the only one. My mom always encouraged me to do whatever. My dad was super cool about it. My dad was like, "Yeah, do whatever makes you happy," you know. Uh, and and again, even with my stepdad, he come around once he saw that it was a a stable life. You own your own shop now. Yep, I've owned my. Own, I opened my shop in 2015. How clo how close to Whitney are you? Um, Chris Whitney, lot, the person uh, who told you no. A lot farther than I was when he sued me. Oh, well, he sued you at one time. You guys yeah. got history, huh? We, I guess we don't. We not don't need to mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. Um, okay. We, I signed a no compete. He took me to court. I couldn't afford a lawyer. He won. Oh, because you did end up working for him. Yeah, I worked for Chris for okay. First, uh, two years. So first time he's telling you no, but you came in and started sweeping. The floor I just kept doing shit. You get your job to, there. Yeah, eventually until he's the one who brought me on. Right on. Um, then you went ahead and broke the no compete. 
I went four miles down the road on a on a ten on a fifteen or thirty mile contract. Couldn't afford a lawyer. Um, didn't know any better. I was nineteen, uh, twenty. I was maybe twenty. Didn't know any better. So he won that one. I was a. Uh, what do you have to do in that case? You have to pack up and move town. So here's here's the thing. I was legally obligated. I say legally. That's to the lease. That's yeah. a that's a, a term. I was supposed to supposed to pay his court and his lawyer. He didn't get a dime out of me from that. Okay. Because it's a civil matter and it would take him more money to keep taking me to court than it would <laughs> just him eating right. the L. He proved the point is what it was. The you know, me and him, and and when I tell you all this now, we've squashed it. Me and Chris have even worked conventions together since then. Right on. In the last couple of years we have a we have an okay relationship now. Um, we talk. I'll stop by his shop. He'll stop by my shop. Um, because what happened is when I opened in 2015, uh, we didn't talk for seven years. I opened up my shop in 2015. In 2016, uh, we seen each other at a convention. And it wasn't good, right? Like we didn't talk, mm-hmm. but you could tell there was like tension there. Right. Because that was the first time we'd been that close to each other in about seven years. You know, I lost two years of my life and I tattooed out of the house for two years after that. I wasn't, didn't have a car, Kyle. I couldn't travel nowhere. So I'd scratch out the house for two years. Right. <laughs> so well, there's happened? an interesting, I know that this is all bad. It's a weird thing, right? I mean, yeah. I started in the trailer park. I'm, I, I know it's all bad. Everything that I did, was, it's not what's recommended. But at the same time, it's how I'm where I'm at. I wouldn't, I will never bash anyone for doing it because I did it myself. Right. Right. And, and like, like here's, I'll bash you for not, I'll bash you for getting caught because it means you did a bad tattoo or you gave somebody a disease. That's, that's where, that's where I have a problem when you don't care about what you're doing. Right. Right. Like yeah. if I, if you just don't give a fuck and you're just putting out shit, that's where I have a problem. I don't give a fuck if you tattoo the house, bro. I tattooed out of a trailer for two years. I, I tattooed think Guy Hitchkinson of- still tattoos out the house, right? Yeah, he's got a private studio, bro. I tattooed out of a stripper's laundry room. I had a guy stretch across a washer and dryer one time. When we go to these tattoo conventions and, and you think, man, what was here last? A fucking carnival? Yeah. A, a car show? You know, what was on this floor? What was walking around here or or just everything around there? Yeah. Um, then you know that you have to be able to create a sterile environment in worst of place if i if i can tattoo in a convention floor i'm quite Bro, sure that there are ways to make other places safe i i it's funny because a buddy of mine is getting tattooed after the chicago show he's like i don't know where we're gonna do it. he said probably and i was like because it's a friend tattooed another friend so he's probably good at the <laughs> hotel room after the show he's like really in the room i said look bro if we could tattoo on this dusty ass convention floor you're gonna be fine in a room <laughs> yeah yeah um not that the i mean health department probably is so happy about it but that's what I say when when you don't get caught, the health department don't have to worry about it. And it also means that you are clean. I know I can. You and I both know this. We are more qualified to be sterile in our job than they are qualified to regulate us. <laughs> Often, you, you know, not- of, of interest. I mean, I don't want to be too conceited on that area, but I follow and I'm not like people. So so often they'll come by and they'll be like, uh can I go through your needles? And you're like, okay, Mr. Ungloved hand. Yeah. Just stick your dirty ass hand right down in the thing that I'm going to have to open up on my client's tray. 
and then touch with my glove. Go ahead. Exactly. But at the same time, um, not not the same time. It this it drives me so at a convention, and please edification for other people listening too. Maybe it's more for them than you. The amazing part sometimes is people with their own bio and blood. I, I, I tattoo a girl. I'm going to clean it up. I just finished. She can't wait. <laughs> she can't wait. <laughs> it fucking drives me mad. She almost, I don't know if she licked her hand or what she did, but she begins wiping off like bits of, um, you know, ink where I hadn't tattooed. She's not touching the tattoo. And she's quick to point that out when I'm like, Hey, quit touching it. She's like, Oh, I'm not touching the tattoo. You're I'm just cleaning. Up. You're close enough. I'm just cleaning up these bits of ink and blood material. She doesn't say blood material. She says, I'm just getting some ink. I'm like, ink, yeah. Where, where's the ink coming from? You know, I, I was too much of a dick with it, really. But I was a bit fed up at this moment with it continuing to happen where people think or don't about the, you know, the many different materials that are in a tattoo. Those are for me to touch. The same inside of my booth when somebody goes to help me with something they're like uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to get with a light or something they just grab it for me like they're this extra set of perfect hands to go inside of my area you're like no that didn't that wasn't good or no they'll grab your bio garbage that just you know two you just tattooed two people and they're all their blood is inside of that garbage and they're you're like oh, i need to get the garbage quicker i start kicking it towards myself because i got gloves on i'm gonna yeah. get it there and they just helpfully grab it by the edge <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. go wash your hands. yeah now you're fucking dirty yeah i don't know i need if you're at a convention that's the biggest danger is everybody's possible exposed blood and their stupidity of spreading it around like when you when they go and they touch doorknobs and things like that, you have to be conscious of those things when you're at a show because many other people aren't. They're walking around with a sopping wet, bloody rag because artists aren't telling them. I wish more artists would educate them a bit about that too. You know, about, hey, like, stop being <laughs> gross. Yeah. But now I have. Yeah, you know, again, they're in its full circle, right? It's back to, again, the health department. People think they know better than us. Everyone thinks they know better than us. They, you know, whether it's their blood or not, whether it's the fucking their own education or not. Like, we do this for a fucking living. Everyone's got AIDS. Shut the fuck up. That's the way we treat it. Yeah, everyone's got AIDS. I don't give a fuck. So when you sit there and you tell me, it's just my blood, fuck you. Because <laughs> just your blood has AIDS, in my opinion. If you, if you <laughs> tattoo your wife, you're still going to treat her just like you would any client, right? I still wear gloves, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you don't even think about it now, right? It just becomes clinical. That's part of like when I go to tattoo an area of the body that I'm not so excited to be tattooing anyways, the gloves going on helps it be. A, I, I, I tattooed Tony Lafayette's butt this week it, 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 over at his place. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, like, but when the gloves are on, I don't right. Everything's sterile or just it's so much better if i had my gloves off tattooing his butt boy that'd be a weird feeling yeah and, in and any again, case my it, wife's it, or anybody's yeah and and that's it though right like again it's it's mm. part of being in in just a, the the realm of things that we are though right 
Like we're we're in geniuses. a yeah. Well, we're fucking rock stars. What we are, you know, genius rock stars. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. People have an imagination of that. We do travel, and yeah. uh, we do have awesome Instagrams in many clay p- cases. Um, the funny part is that they don't show, possibly, or they don't see the shitty time. Is yeah. you, you know the shitty time on the road? Like literally, when you're driving, you can't draw. The fucking uh, they they the getting up at three o'clock in the morning to catch a flight to your next location. The fucking the yeah. the twelve to fourteen hours a day that we put in on Fridays and Saturdays that we got to get there at ten thirty to prep for our eleven o'clock appointment. Oh, uh, right. we got time to eat? No, we ain't got time to eat. I guess what? We'll cold eat. salmon, bro. Like they everyone's like, oh, so you're traveling, you're living. Yeah, but am I really? Like, cause I don't have time to fucking enjoy anything. While well, we must city. be, cause we love it, though, right? We, you know I, what we do? We get to the mm-hmm. city, we go drop our shit off, we go get food, we go to bed, we get up, and we fucking repeat the cycle. <laughs> yes, it is not glamorous. They think it's amazing. You know what makes it amazing? The people around us. Yeah. If it wasn't that for our friends that are fucking there, if it wasn't for you guys, if it wasn't for the people I know, the people I built relationships <laughs> with, this would be a miserable fucking life. That's why you're on the podcast, bro. Because you're a fucking star. That's a, I mean, honestly, the the, the it, being on Ink Master kind of woke me up to how many awesome motherfuckers I have in and around my life, really. Because at any point, you could take any number of people that you know I interact with, that I'm friends with, that I love dearly, that I see on the road, and put them in a TV show, not just Ink Master anything right and that's some interesting fucking shit you would tune in and you'd be like okay i get that i can see what's going on there this is interesting yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like they there's so much more to this business ink master man you know what and because we've, we've jumped around topics so i want to get back on this ink master topic real quick mm-hmm. while i'm at it because i've got some good and i've got some bad and and in whether or not that show brings me on doesn't dictate shit bro honestly it's a huge fucking pay cut to go on that show because i don't really care yeah, but it is. If I don't well, go, it, it can certainly increase your uh, your your breadth. Uh, someone like yourself, though, could also easily suffer yeah, uh, from I, you do anime now, and that's all you're booked up with. But if you go on the show, you, everybody's going to see you doing everything, and now they're going to think that's what you do. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't need that show. That's the problem. Like that's the thing. Like. I don't need it. What that show's done has given me a it the good is it's brought more attention to the tattoo industry. Mm-hmm. Right. The it bad makes, is the bad is it has portrayed some of my friends in a bad light. It has not done them justice. I'm, Who have I'm you gonna, not been happy with going on there? It's it's not how that they were I, portrayed. How they were portrayed. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference quite a, a couple of you guys, right? You one, mm. it made you look like the angry dude that wants to fight everybody. That's me. It's me. Kyle, but you're dude, you know what? You're how many phenomenal. times have you, we we've known each other what 14, 15 years now. Well, how many times have uh since Ink Life Tour you used to do that? I, am I wrong? I, I did the uh, body arts. Body arts, okay. Yeah. So I, I, so maybe more like uh 14 years. It's been around a long time. That Anyways, how, I, many, how many fights have you seen me in? None. Man, you're missing out. I'm, I'm, I'm a wonder to behold. <laughs> I don't, dude. I don't even see you get upset about much, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure we all do. But like that show made you look like the angry guy. Um, Mike, 
Mystical. Mike, bro, that mm. show put him in the worst light. Yeah. And and the those that do not fucking know Mike are missing out because he's such a good fucking dude with a good heart. Genuine. Genuine. He's it, goofy as fuck. I love the dude. I love the dude. He and, roomed, and, he roomed with me and Eric all weekend. And the most genuine, honest, pure, like it, it's inside of people not understanding that about him or society not not seeing that as a desirable quality that make him seem so weird in his reactions because he sees it he sees that people are like man being this genuine is weird man we don't like it when you're this genuine yeah he's, all right i'll have to be somebody else for you tv tv made him look bad yeah tv and again that's another case right tv made him look like a bad person and he's not he's a good dude I watched some shit on TikTok where they were just tearing him down. The man gets death threats and everything else. It fucking pisses me off because he's such a good fucking person. Right. I didn't know he was getting dead. See, I think it's mm. at the point, too, where it should start to turn around. One one reason is, I don't know if it's a reason, but one thing that you can do after the show is pay attention to the positive and not that there's no negative that is going to impact your life. Dave Navarro gave me one fucking thing out of my whole life. And I, I saw him responding to somebody on Twitter. The fucker was always on Twitter, right? He's always responding or doing some stupid shit on Twitter. It's probably important for TV stars to do that, to help keep their brand big or whatever. So anyways, he's going over it and he shows one of the guys that he was judging next to in between some cuts, you know, while they're putting a brick on a camera or something or a battery on a camera. And he says, uh, hey, look at this. this. And he's like, yeah, what'd you respond? And he says, I told him my day will be exactly the same. It's like, that's genius. I'm that's using it. that forever. That's real. Fucking shit. Like your negative shit will be exactly. My day goes exactly the same. If I recognize that, if I allow you and engage with you, then yeah, my, my day changes. It just got shit. But why would I wrestle with a fucking pig? The pig loves that. I don't like being muddy. Mm -mm. Exerted. Amazing. But like you said, the pig likes it though, right? TV has TV has engaged these people though, and they have these opinions about Eggs. pet viewers, right? I get I get yes. to seeing people on TV on on like fans of the show will start trying to crit criticize tattooers. Like they know what the fuck it takes to our business. Like they 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 know how to do a good tattoo and they know what they go through. You know, how did they they'll start dropping terms? Oh, look at the contrast, look at saturation. So you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about in terms of these things. So well, sometimes it is fun. I think that it does educate people in one regard, and then at other people, unfortunately, it gives them the Dunning Kruger effect or the illusion of knowledge in that area because they watch some of the show, and you're like, well, your your knowledge to string together a sentence that uses those words is good, and but. There is a severe lack of understanding possibly in what you're actually saying or your understanding of it. And because you have the illusion of knowledge, that's a bigger danger to intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the thing, though, man. It's it's the show's good and the show is fucking bad. I, I will I will tell you that the show has brought so many good fucking things. I am thankful for the show because the show brought good attention to our business, but the show also brought you know it's got some negatives man it's got some fucking negatives what would you do to try and ensure say you go on 
which is still quite a possibility. You're quite the Southern gentleman. Uh, you know how to spin a phrase and you can you can cut a wrestling promo like no other. So the chances of you being on there in the next few years, pretty good. What do you do? You go on to try and navigate the pitfalls that you've seen other artists go through. Number one, if you see, say, say you kind of feel like they're writing a storyline that you aren't a part of. Do you feel like there's a way that you could control that? Oh, I would 100 percent. What do you see? I, I see it in the case of like. Again, like I know what I bring to the table. I know what I offer. I mm-hmm. I know I bring value to things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So how do you change? So say you see a storyline being written where they're trying to cast you in the light that you don't like. Do you see that there's possible possible change on that? Yeah, hundred percent. I okay. I because especially at this point when the show once you're there you're already in that position right. You control the situation you're in. Hey, this is what I'm here to fucking do. And I'm going to be me. I don't. It's a reminder that you make yourself a valuable asset. Much like, again, K Cutter. K Cutter mm-hmm. made himself valuable for TV. He stayed on far longer than maybe he should have. Yeah. Some could argue with a with legitimacy. Of you, know, you know who makes good TV? Sarah Miller. Yeah. You know who makes good TV? Clean. Yeah. Kyle Dunbar makes good TV. Occasionally. Ryan Joshua Eternal. Hibbard makes good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ryan. Ryan Eternal. Good TV. And, and Ryan's a phenomenal artist. Fucking crush. I love that dude. That's mm-hmm. my fucking dude, man. Right? These are these are people that make good TV, though. They contact these people because they want good TV. So I get brought on. I make myself a value to where I can do what I want to do. Ah, so you talk some shit then. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Um, at this point, it seems like the contestants all seem to have an understanding of the show's desires to portray uh, in a fashion. And they go along with it as opposed to possibly fighting against it. Seems like the, the ones that we see the most are kind of like, yeah, no, we got to talk some shit, you know, no hard feelings. I get it. And they move on in the past. I think, you know, at least in seasons I was on, some of us were taking it more to heart. Is there anything that you would try to employ to mold the canvas or to, to direct a canvas to getting a tattoo that you know would win as opposed to the losing ass idea they have? Man, I am very direct. I tell them that, hey, this is, this is not a good long-term tattoo. That's what mm-hmm. I approach. I look at things from longevity, Kyle. Whenever I go into a tattoo, I am... I am uh, I got the gift of gab, bro. I get that from my mm-hmm. dad, a little bit of a silver tongue devil. I can sell ice to an Eskimo, bro. Selling drugs kind of helped with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know. wow. You were the pusher. You're like, no, kid, you want it. Get nah, off that you swing know. set. Come here and smoke this. Yeah, well, I was I was selling pills. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I did what I needed to do, you know, to buy diapers. Because tattooing I... wasn't doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened, man, was uh, with me when it comes to those things. I, I have no problem being able to persuade people into getting what's going to be a better tattoo. I've, right I I cannot remember the But last they say, time. the producer told me, you can do this. And I'm not going through everything I've been through so far with this casting and all this bullshit showing up. I have to pay for my own hotel. I'm not doing all that just to have you put some stupid bubblegum tattoo. I, mean, I don't know what they're going to say. They're going to say something, though. 
it'll be told wanna, to them. Do you want a do you want a winning tattoo or do you want your tattoo? I want my tattoo because I know it can win when you apply yourself properly. Now, nah, see, I can easily tattoo myself and get the winning tattoo. I don't have to tattoo. I want to give you That's a winning the... tattoo. All right. Well, you tattooing yourself. All right. Blow up. I'm let's running fuck, off the set. Let's fucking go. Now, see, we got good TV. Now we got good yeah, TV. Yeah. See? Well, are you going to? So you're prepared. You got clean space to tattoo. Oh, I hope your thighs both are. Of my, both of my thighs are wide <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> um, I suggest this to everybody that goes on. I wish I employed it. And I feel like I think it was possibly Steve Teft that gave me this nugget of genius. He said, listen, player. I'm the only motherfucker that wants you to get a winning tattoo that wants you to look good. You want to be in front of your family? Y'all going to watch this. You're going to be the dick that fucked up my day because you got a dumbass tattoo. Listen, the producer had told you you want this shit. He don't give a fuck. He wants you to get a bad tattoo. Right. The only person that wants you? you to get a good tattoo is me. I'm, that's my best Steve. Tattoo. If, if, if you if you get a bad tattoo, guess what? They can bring you back to for a redemption episode. Now you're more TV entertainment. Oh, shit. Maybe that's what they're thinking, though. They're like, yeah, and that's what I tell them. Hey, bro, you want redemption or you want a good tattoo? Because it's going to oh, yeah. cost you either yeah. way. Yeah, that's what you said, Tom. You want to show up on redemption? Is that your whole plan? Because yeah. maybe this looks good for you. Yeah, let's You're going to end that. up on goddamn redemption, bro. And I will look, Kyle, I will <laughs> a good TV, bro. I I will make good TV and I'll put that fucking I'll put my goddamn thick of Southern draw on this some bitch and I'll go fucking full redneck and let them know mm. that that guy fucking tattoo ain't worth two squirts of piss. Now you've told me that they wanted you to go full red. Bro, they they didn't just want me like they wanted a good old boy. They want they wanted MySpace Ollie. <laughs> what were they asking? <laughs> were they asking you like, do you, can you wear bib overalls? Do you Bro, wear underwear? It would be awesome if you had the, a hay leaf in your mouth. The the interview to sum it up was referencing how southern I can be, how I'm nothing, <laughs> how I'm a good country boy. And oh, when, they would love it if you used that term. I, right? I wanted to be a good. They wanted a good country southern boy. When I didn't, Patrick Flynn showed up in overalls. Oh, Patrick doesn't wear overalls, did he? I, I haven't seen that season. Yeah, Pat, he's got there's he's in jeans and fucking. He looks like a southern boy because he's from North Carolina. Right. He's a North Carolina southern boy. Right. Patrick Flynn went home in two episodes because Patrick Flynn was good TV, mm. but Patrick Flynn was breaking shit and throwing temper tantrums off TV. Yeah, so it's a lot to go through uh, being there. Hey, man, and, hey, and, and there's a whole a liability. <laughs> yeah, so they got him off. It's tough. I forgot that he was on it. I, I need, there's a lot of these I haven't seen, actually. He went on the season with Jordy. Season. He was on season with Jordy, the last season they did before COVID. The one that he was on the Ollie season. Oh, he what? On, thir 13. He was on the Ollie 12. Season. Yeah, okay. he was on the canceled season. He made <laughs> he it was on the Holly season. He he made it two episodes, got sent home. The same guy. I need that to did. have some of those kids on to figure out how it has hurt because a lot of them I've heard have been left in obscurity. Like they did the show, but nobody would know. So Jordy Jordy kind of got left on the back burner, which is dumb. Like a lot of people don't talk about Jordy being on TV, and it sucks because Jordy's a absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal, tattoo. bro. One of, easily one of the best tattooers on the floor at any show he's at. Mm -hmm. Clean lines, clean saturation, clean work. Jordy start to finish. I've seen Jordy well take thought out composition. Man, phenomenal. I did a clap. I got to clap with him one time. Jordy's absolutely one of my favorite tattooers. Awesome. Him and Cody Reed. I I would pay an infinite amount of money to get tattooed by both of them. 
Cody's put, awesome as well. Put, put them two in a club. It's over. They'll get best of show without a doubt. Say you go on. Do you expect to see? I mean, we have these friends. I, I, I've been on the show before I was on the show. We had some of our, our friends from Villain Arts and other places that we had met, you know, on the road going on the show. You've had several of your friends on the show and then end up going on the show. Do, would you expect that you show up and then Cody Reed is there as well? I uh, would not Jordy. be surprised. I would not be surprised. What do you do? Do you think it helps relationships? You think it destroys relationships? They play each other against you guys. What do you I think? think? I think if you go in with an idea, um, Schmer and Schmiz and Schmenly Schmalgato mm -hmm. <laughs> were very much aware of each other when they went on the show and did what they needed to do for good TV. Aaron, okay. Aaron okay. About, there were there was some staged incidents. He's like, they definitely did a bad job cutting it because you can see him laughing after I threw a tissue at him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. On. Like, yeah. Like. You go in, like if I go in and I got my homies there, I'm going to tell them straight up, hey, look, bro, we're going to make some good TV. Don't take none of this right. personal. Low yeah. blow me and I'll low blow you. But none of it is personal. But we're going to do some shoot promos on each other and we're going to have some fucking fun while we do it. Right. I'm yeah. And But you guys got that dangerous possibility because now that you know each other so much, you can cut deep. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I'm all for it. Cut deep, bro. <laughs> okay. It's going to make better. It's going to make better TV. The deeper right. you cut, the better the TV is. What oh, if what, uh, what you, you've talked to, you've talked about people not doing so well on the show, mystical and and, and uh, who is it? Patrick? Patrick, uh, Patrick didn't do good on the show. Uh, Mike didn't do good on the show. Besides um, myself, I feel like the show's been awesome for me. Who, what have you seen that's the positive that would make you go on? Um, there's plenty of people who have done a lot of good from it. Clean, clean's an example of an over success from the show. Ryan's an example of an over success from the show, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They've had great careers. Al has somehow parlayed this thing into, <laughs> you know, Al OG is, Fliction. I don't know how Al has done it, but Al is still riding that wave. That man coming, <laughs> that man parked his fucking world famous painted bus at my house because mm. his sister yes. lives in Nashville. He left his RV at my house for a week straight painted as our it's al has done a good job right but there's also a lot of guys you know what like, let me say this about al while we're talking about al fuck al <laughs> that's what i gotta say al fliction fuck you god damn it you know why because that fucker won't come on my show what? <laughs> he, he's doing i'm telling you i'm so mad about it. i'm great friends with him i love al but i'm fuck upset al. that he won't, he won't come I'm on your upset. show i'm upset at al He's, he's, he's like, oh, I'm not ready. He's and you know what? He's got the best fucking stories. Have you heard about him getting malaria? No. There you go. You look, know what I mean? At least come on the show. Let's talk about malaria. How many people you know had malaria? Look, I, you know, we talk about stories. You know, uh, if you're gonna have some good stories, you, do are, do you know Scotty Whitaker pretty well? Yes, I should have him on the show. He it's, has a podcast himself. He don't do it as much these days. Get yeah. Scotty on your fucking podcast because you want to talk about stories. You're absolutely right. Scotty's Scotty, got the road stories. Half half of Scotty's stories involves James Bond. <laughs> yes, this is true as well. Uh, but off, uh, the, the, they're the more true version. If you listen to James' version, you might not know this much. <laughs> it's going to get the little. <laughs> <laughs> it's the observers of version. Like, no, the sober observers of observ <laughs> observations of the day are probably a little bit more accurate. <laughs>
You know, James with, was on. Did you listen to his, his podcast? I, I haven't listened to James yet. Give I him love a listen. He takes a shower. While he's on the podcast? Well, he's on the podcast. Yeah. He, you know he what? Took a, he took a shit while he's on. His, his daughter actually walks in on him in the bathroom. She says, why are you naked? And he says, because I'm about to take a shower. And <laughs> he's in the shower. He's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to fill up airtime because I'm like, I can't believe this is going on. He can't hear a word I'm saying anyway. So I'm just pontificating. And then you hear... <laughs> the sounds of somebody washing their butt crack <laughs> like very distinctive you're like 100 percent. i know that he is loofing his always, playing, as always playing with his dick he's in the dude come on we know james both <laughs> probably <laughs> i just wasn't gonna say the other but if his butthole is being rubbed up you know that he's playing with his penis <laughs> the other hands the other hands on his penis there is nipple. Jesus. Uh, God bless that man. All right, all right. I love that man, by the way. He's a good dude. I love I love James. At the point that I'm talking about James Vaughn's nipples. Uh, I might have stayed too long, said too much. No, Let's no, ask but, uh, you some questions about the future. Let's put me on the hot seat next and try and wrap this thing up and let you get on with your day. What is the future for Cody Goer? You know, um, Kyle, I am fortunate. I've been in this business since 2008. I have done everything I've wanted to do, and then some. I've won the awards. I've been in magazines. I've traveled the country. I've gotten opportunities to travel the world. So just uh, left is the sex change? No, no, no. I can't do that, unfortunately. Um, I like my pee-pee too much. You can put uh, it on a necklace? No, no, no. What, what is this fucking uh, <laughs> universal soldier? Fucking with dicks instead of ears? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm not aware. Do you not remember Universe? It was a movie, Universal Soldier Three. He would it. he would cut off people's ears and fucking uh-huh. wrap them in a necklace and wear them. Oh, okay, and you yeah. would take dicks instead. Yeah, it'd be penises instead of you know. Well, I mean that's a that's what uh, you do with like a deer's balls, right? There's you, nothing else to really do with deer balls except for maybe make sausage. You just collect uh, them. So you collect them. My 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 when we went up to yeah because we're in michigan it's big deer hunting my cousins i was deer hunters they would have these balls around they look like kiwi fruits my mom asked my uncle i think at one time or maybe it wasn't my mom i think my mom would have known it, but it might have been another of the family members that was new to the family like why does he have kiwi fruit around his mirror fuck that not kiwi Okay, all right. So yeah, you you would take the the straight I, the whole rod though, huh? I, if if I'm if I'm collecting, I'm collecting everything. I'm taking the root. You, I would just take the tips just to be a dick, because <laughs> I want you know in in death, do you really want to show off the girls? Like, look at this one, it's juicy. Yeah, this guy before I kill no him, you know, yeah, what's worse, losing the whole dick or just the head? I think the head would suck, right? Because one. Yeah. It's it would be sensitive. it would be more it would be more torturous. Like think yeah, about and it. you got less. Like that's the thing, right? <laughs> you just having less. It. And then less. also, at least if you died and you were like, or if your dick was cut off, even you're still alive, you're like, yeah, well, I got a fucking honker somewhere around this badass assassin's neck, right? Like he's just it's it's the it's the pride and joy of his fucking necklace. But no, because it, it's just the head, so it's not even the pride and joy. It's just dismembered heft. And not nearly as impressive. I yeah. know it would be tortured, yep. I think. I think losing half the, losing the head would be torturous. I've It'd stayed be... too long, said too much, bro. No, 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 no. You didn't stay too long. <laughs> I think it's uh the food for thought. <laughs> like, no, it's not food either. It's a necklace. <laughs> keep that uh, keep that away from your mouth. I don't you wouldn't put it around like even the ears. 
that bacteria laden yeah. see this is what we're talking about people this is the average convention goers mindset yeah like, yeah you think you think we're all partying with... and shit we're just wondering what's what's gonna hurt more the dick or the fucking whole shaft the, the head or the shaft <laughs> oh for the whole weekend that's yeah yeah, that is the question to ask. Now, now what we're going to do when we're in Atlanta, that's going to be our topic for everyone we go again, up to. We're like, all right, what do you think is going to, would you rather lose the whole dick or just the head? But then yeah, at the point so, if you lose yeah. the head, do you just want to lose the whole thing and die? You're an assassin inside of some kind of assassin's guild or something. You're a Mandalorian and whatnot. And you want something unique to keep from your fallen victims to show, you know, that you're counting coup or that you have this ego. But so what do you take if it's going to be the penis? Do you take the whole penis, the nuts from the penis, or you half the penis or just the head? I say just the head. I'm really I think there's also more room. You know, and then it could be impressive. They might just look like mushroom tips or something, or like a, a, a like wreath of garlic or something. After all, wrinkly and old too. So then it could be confused, and then you could just point it out to people like, "No, nah, man, that's the heads of the the dickheads of the fallen victims that have that I've laid waste to." Seems oh, more impressive. You would treat them like trophies, is what you're saying. Way more than I could a penis, because then you got a bunch of penises around your head. You're literally a dickhead. You know, you got the whole wang around there. It's like, yeah, but okay, I see that you collect those things, but that's a little bit. If I guess it's iffy enough. If you're like, all right, this guy's dead. Can't wait. Chop, chop. <laughs> the next chog. I can't wait to take his pants off and get a hold of that man meat. How, can you? Can you? We're getting off topic, but I want to ask: mm. Can you uh, taxidermy the head of a dick? Of course, yeah. As you okay. probably placinate it too, right? I've seen the placination, right? You go to the placination place, and they're like, "This is a, this is a placinated person, and here's his placinated penis." What's placination? Well, that's like the Body Works uh, shows. Have you not seen these? These uh, you go to like a museum and they got a traveling body works and they literally take your body and they infuse it with plastic and then they cut all this bits out of you and make you in some morbid ass fucking oh, I'm looking I, I'm on Google right now and I'm seeing it. It's fucking awesome, really. It's yeah, cool to see. Yep. There's a guy's it's creepy as fuck. I'm, I'm looking at a, the testicles and muscles exposed right now. Pretty much it's the reason you should not donate your body to science. Holy cow, that's a human. All right, fair enough. <laughs> It's real. I feel like they had one person cut open in like drawers, like a chest of drawers, like you would put your underwear in there or something, like the in utero album cover for Nirvana. This guy was cutting the pieces. Looks like some shit at Troy's museum. Oh, Troy would love to have this. Yeah, this is his house. That's basically yeah, what you know. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's some shit that would be in Troy's home. Anyway, so yeah, you could plasmid penis. All right. Sure. All right. Yep, I'm seeing it. <laughs> I see the muscles. So, that, that's a whole scrotum there. So maybe I don't know. Ears are better, is what I'm getting back at now. Um, from fallen yeah. victims, yeah. ears. Yeah. There's less um, question because at one point you got to question it. So you so let me see if I understand this right. After you get done killing your uh, your adversary, you 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 take his pants off, dude. You're making it sound way more gay than it. No, no. Just I, I'm trying to understand this. You just. There, there is a moment though where you have to. There you have to handle it. You have to handle it. Do you put pants. gloves on, or do you just cut it off raw? Do you go in? You yeah, know? yeah, dude, come on! You're you're making this seem like listen, it's cool. Nah, I don't. Uh, see, I don't now, know. now it's a, it's a whole thing. I mean, you could just get his ear right. His ear is right there, right? Uh, yeah, you don't have to take his pants off. You don't Sometimes have to it's anything. a headshot, 
there's two ears. Do you get both ears in a headshot? Seems odd that you would. Couldn't you take his nose in that case? I don't I, right. You know what? I'm doing noses. Yeah, I think uh, I think this does mean I've said too long, said too much. But the future of, of tattooing uh, for us, this conversation has somehow devolved into that. You know, Cody, be, mm-hmm. the, the future for me, my dog's barking. Now he's mad. He's uh, the future, the mm-hmm. future for me is um, I. I've done everything I wanted to do outside of the TV. Um. Because then that's the last thing left on the bucket list. Um, now, I, Ink Masters isn't our only vehicle in TV. You ever think about creating your own? You doing any TikToks? I make TikToks yeah. roasting people. I just talk shit on like shitty tattooers. So it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got t- my my TikTok platform is just roasting people. It's actually funny. I get more um, traction on that than I do on my own fucking tattoos. Give us that handle. We should ask for it earlier. The same as everything else, Cody Gower eighty-eight. I am lazy, man. I keep everything in a in a singular idea. Oh, that's nice though. So now, do you cut these like a wrestling promo? Well, this oh, jabroni oh, here with his fucking choppy line worked. Go, uh, go, uh, go. Put watch me head to head with him. It's actually kind of funny, man. I get on there, uh, and I'm I'm just you know uh, over the I gained uh, over the weekend alone probably two hundred thousand views. Over talking shit about some this girl named Ariel De Jesus. She's doing Dude. like hundred she's doing hundred hundred dollar glittered tattoos that just look like shit. But like it's been just a process of just you know, calling shit for shit, right? Uh-huh. Um you just called out the name of the girl too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so she must shit. be pretty confident she's gonna be bad for a while. She's bad. She's been tattooing for like 13 years and they're all bad. Oh right. Yeah, Some yeah, of yeah. us don't learn. Some of us yeah. just learn the, the sales techniques. She, well, her sales technique is she's tattooing for Christ. She she basically like rips the industry. Like tattoo artists are overcharging you. They're charging you more than a hundred an hour. They're 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 just trying to scam you. Mm-hmm. Um tattoo supplies are cheap. Blah 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 blah. Um, no tattoo artist is worth this. I'm tattooing for food and donations and blah 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 blah. If you're if they're for using Christ. a rot- if they're using a rotary, they're not a real tattooer. Tattoo machine tattoos are supposed to be done with tattoo machines. Blah, oh no, blah, they're blah, supposed blah, to be blah. stuck in you with a stick. That lying bitch doesn't know anything. Fucking bitch. <laughs> I like I was uh, that that idea of what those things can uh, of what your limitations on your technical application like. It is always amazed me, and it's it's going to amaze me as I begin to change my or almost have to change my opinion to for chat GPT or whatever being the new tool. But like, if you want no technology in your art, then go back to rubbing shit on a cave wall. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you appreciate the eraser? You allow an eraser, pencil with an eraser, without an eraser. What technological advancement do you allow for your artist to? better communicate like the, the idea is communicating without words it, it, and and to communicate something of your soul that people can read and feel and touch or share something of whatever all those things are the idea is to create in those cases and the shit you use to do it certainly is little when it's it, the, it it's the end result that matters man it's like i don't know what rollerbladers and uh, skateboarders oh man you're ripping the fucking sidewalk up but yeah you're doing it on those rollerblades you suck 
Well, you know, they everyone has this like uh, uh, delusion to grandeur on what what should be right, right? Like, um, what should be uh cool and what should be uh uh this is what tattooing is. So this is what it should be like. Some people, I don't know that I'm trying to avoid those things, right? Shouldn't we, as an artist with an open mind, shouldn't we try to not have those thoughts? Yeah, 100%. Because as your friend here, this girl that you that you're going beast mode on, <laughs> she, she, we should be open to the idea of, of change in this business as far as the growth of our tools, right? Why do I want to use a heavy fucking machine hurting my fucking hands after 10 years, 15 years? Shit ain't fun. When I can get a fucking, why do I want to set up five fucking machines, five bars, five tubes, carrying all this shit around when I can set up one machine to do everything with carts? Why would I not want my life easier? Yeah, uh, the art can flow better uh, yeah. when when everything is easier. Cut the wire. Give me a fucking battery. Yo, There's buddy. a lot to it. There's a lot to the The interesting part to me is always that the people would hold themselves back so that they can maintain a status quo that they would hold back their own um, their own skill so that they can maintain whatever status quo. But that's a very, you said that she also tattoos for Christ. Uh, God bless Christ. I'm a big fan. Um, as a Christian, I'm a big fan. But the, uh, the idea that you would hold, I don't think Christ wants you to hold yourself back either. That's, like that's his idea wasn't like, hey, don't do things different. Do things exactly the same. That's not Christ. He changed the whole fucking church. That's again, that's a that's a that's a case of just uh, her, you know, using religion to prey on people. It's predatory. Predatory is what it is. She's a predator. Yeah, predatory. I think they call right. that religion. <laughs> exactly. You're capitalizing why she's sitting in there uh, with a $500 Gucci robe. She's is she? Like, yeah, man. She's like, uh, oh, well, you know, she's living she large off of these cheap. Uh... Cheap tattoos she does that suck. She brags Glitter about tattoos. doing she, she brags about doing them in 15 minutes. <clears throat> oh, yeah. it's not it's not good. It's not good. Speed is like not a, usually a good determinant of uh it's not a like if you're bragging about speed. Yeah, she it should be quality says, first, and then you say yes in this amount of time. But she certainly. literally brags about the fact that it's a fast tattoo. She doesn't care that it's a good tattoo. She says, Well, I got it done. It, they paid a hundred bucks and I got it done in 15 minutes. We can fucking yep. tell. <laughs> Where are you seeing this girl? Look up Ariel de Jesus de Jesus on TikTok. And, oh, and she's got some followers too. She's got four hundred some thousand followers, bro. Well, one of the things that would probably happen is the worst tattoos. Are, are y'all are y'all looking right now? Are y'all looking? Then right now? maybe I'm not because I'm terrible with technology. I'm scared is, I would is, mute is, any is, button. Is, is the individual recording us? Is uh, is they looking right now? <laughs> no, no, I can't be in the same room. It's bad enough that Candy has to hear my voice when I cut the edit the the, the the video. Then again, when I um when she edits it, and then also you know just in day to day life. Kyle, I'm going to send you a picture right now. Okay, it it's worth it, huh? Yeah. It's. Did I just lose you? No, See, I, I'm okay. screenshotting it I right now. That I might have done that. Kyle Dunbar. Kyle, do I got your so I got Candy's number. Do I got your number too? Kyle, 
Uh, I'm at the Facebook to you because I don't want you putting your phone number on the. What's uh, your name, De La Zeus? I'm on my Googly. Ariel De Jesus. A. De I D E D. Kyle, check your Facebook. Oh I, shit! Uh, I don't have Facebook. <laughs> All right, you met, do you, do oh, you, wait, you, I do, but not on Messenger. You sent me on Messenger. Do, do, you, do you Instagram much? I Instagram. I Instas. All right. I'm messaging Mr. 127,000 followers. That's me? I just sent you a... Uh... Cody Gower sent a photo. Mm. Huh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Look at the glittery. fucking fingers. Look at the fingers. It's Look at glittery. the nose. Yeah, hey. look like look like someone put. Look, remember little Nikki when he gets hit in the face with the frying pan? <laughs> Picasso uh, uh, revolutionized. Um, she brags about doing it like twenty. She did it in twenty minutes. Yeah, she did. And you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, she did. This is so awesome. Oh, you go after this poor girl, huh? I mean, all of TikTok is going after her right now. All. Of oh, this is gorgeous. Whatever. She does, she does not see. Genius. She doesn't see the wrong in doing those kind of tattoos. In her opinion, she is doing a great job because her clients are happy, but her clients aren't happy either because there's people posting about how they got one from right now. They want to cover. Well, you saw what the fucking work looked like before you went to her. Like people tried to fucking warn you that it's bad, right? It's pretty awesome. Ariel Day is $100 glitter tattoo only in Fort Worth, Texas. It looks fucking like it. It looks like it. I get it. That's what, but she's also advertising the price in there. This is possibly even a cover up. I don't know, but it looks like it should be. No, it's going to be when someone's done with it. Yeah, she's done some interesting things here. Oh, I see. The purple is lace. That's why we see the line work through it. That's all. So you would, you would, you would go beast mode on this girl, is what you're saying. Bro, I offered to pay her to go live on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I offered 500 bucks what? for her. To, to talk to people because she's avoiding everybody. Like she she well, does not right. like like she's you know she got four hundred seventy thousand followers. She thinks she's doing a good job, right? Like so, any credible tattooer that has said anything to her, they're how wrong many followers you got on TikTok? Only like fourteen. Oh like my 14K. god, let's change that. Okay, only 14K. Oh, 14K. Okay, yeah. you're like fourteen. Only 14. I was like, damn, only fourteen. I think my son's got more than that. Come on. Yeah, I'm sitting on fourteen thousand on TikTok right now, so it's not bad. Um, but like this chick's got four hundred fifty thousand followers, and people think she's doing good. She's not doing good. She's not. There's nothing good. She's doing people. good for Christ. You yeah. know what? I if, if let me ask you a question. If she's I go up, if I cut off someone's foot and I say it's for Christ, does that make it right? <laughs> I mean, were they down with it? There's so many questions. Not on that. You know, like, you did know they what? give it freely, like Jesus would? Do you think Didn't Jesus people, cut off his foot for you? Do you think these save... people think they're going to get a really shitty tattoo? Hmm. <laughs> I would hope they do. I would hope, like, if I saw I, that in her portfolio. Yeah, it's it's it's, mm. it's interesting too. It's so interesting because parts it's, of it it, it gets worse the more you look at. She at least has it. a smooth running machine. She know she is aware enough to know that she should be doing better. <laughs> is that is what, what we can is. determine? Right on. I love it. Um. Yeah, I think maybe there's a whole like if you cut wrestling promos, we should just cut wrestling promos, bro. Let's, let's have them on on, on the Wawa. We'll have them on fucking the the come and go gas stations. You know what I mean? We'll just let's, cut. We'll cut on like, everybody. Like, yeah, like we was gonna wrestle on them. These fucking bathrooms at this travel fucking center. Crap. These tra they'll never be the bathrooms uh, uh, that this country represents. These are the best bathrooms. There, I could smell what the Rock was cooking. 
smell like shit. <laughs> you know what? The rock's cooking some shit. <laughs> Brother, I love you. I'm going to let buddy. you go. I'll see we, you we haven't stayed too long and, and said too much, actually, because we could do this all day. I'm beginning. Oh, dude, this. man, I can talk all day. <laughs> I love you, man. We'll love see you, you in Atlanta. And uh, please uh, also um, send us an, a picture, you I know, did. Uh, maybe of you. You already did? I emailed it to the, the thing. God bless you. To my, my, my beautiful face. I figured as much. Look back forward to a, seeing With the man. beard, though, not the mustache. Yeah, you're growing it back out. What you think? No, no, no. I'm keeping the mustache for a while. Yeah? Yeah. Just going to bother the... your friends that seemed bothered by it. A lot of More people. More than it, one person. I got about 50-50, so I'm not opposed to it. I like it. I like it. I I always see you in a bolo. Just a heads up. Really? It's that I fucking, see you in a bolo. You, I ain't never seen you trying to cast me as a redneck. Yeah, well, that's. I think you changed the script for them, right? That's so I think is. that's what you need to do, because they're going to cast you as their idiot if you don't have an idiot you know so like creepy jason realized they were going to need an idiot he was like okay i like a clockwork orange i'll dress like you know one of those one of the droogs so he was that so like you go on there and you're like no nah, i'm a fucking southern gentleman got me a bolo tie and a handkerchief start dressing and like pull out a goddamn, pocket watch i'll start dressing like colonel sanders yeah yeah and i want <laughs> occasionally you'd be like whoo and tap your head with like a, a rag or whatever when that, you get that's, hot and That's a mighty fine tattoo you got there, ma'am. Man, I'm just—I might just be a a I'm son a, of a country farmer. My my pappy always told me. I'm not much of a lawyer. I see. I see. Yeah, see but uh, I see. I said. I said. Uh, I could argue on the behalf of this tattoo against that for sure, because I'm kind of not being so fucking wanky. We got some a nice cool glass of lemonade for you, sir. Yeah, I, I see it. You you hear it right now. All right, we're developing your character. That, right. That's what we're doing. The next him, the next I see in Atlanta. That's what call, I call expect. Him. Call yes. call him and be like, hey, we got Cody's character. Cast him now. It, dude, uh, about that though, they don't <laughs> they don't talk to me, bro. <laughs> I pretty much held um Andrea hostage while she was getting tattooed by Bubba in Nashville. Really? Yeah, I just went over there. Just like I'm gonna suck up some oxygen here. She's used <laughs> to it. She knows Oliver. Um, so I, I I gave it to her. You know, I I didn't really. You know, honestly, there was a cathartic thing though that occurred. I went over there and I gave her little bits of my stand up, right? So I just stuff we had polished, and I kept her laughing a little bit and giggling. And um, then you unloaded. Was, was like, this is bullshit. No, it was. I gave her zero of that because honestly, it felt more important for me to be who I genuinely feel like and not give her the control. You know what I mean? There's this weird, it was cathartic to do that. It felt, you know what I mean? I sucked up too much of that time and I, and it, but, but I didn't, there was zero animosity come back, zero question. I did ask her plenty about her own, you know, um, her own direction inside of ink master, what letter to reality TV, you know, these kinds of things. Mm Mm-hmm. She's doing season 13. 15 now. Is it the 15? Yeah. Are they already shot 14 then? 14 was. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. Okay. I it's it's a lot. I hope it goes on forever. Because I'm fucking piggybacking this bitch and and riding it until this wagon wheel falls off. If affliction can, you can. If affliction can, you know I can. Exactly that. If affliction parlay it, you can. People still tell Al he should have won it all. 
that's why I'm putting my, my eggs in some, in the basket still, you know, I'm like, it's in that ink mess basket. Even now we talked to my friend, Cody, you know what? Gonna we're going go to bring and both of I... us sit together. It's what we're going to do. Oh dude, stop it. They don't like that. They're, they're done with me. They used me up. I know how they feel. They're like, like no, we pushed like Kyle. We broke no one wants anymore. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're like that's their problem. They don't. They're they're half expecting me to be a, a fucking Scott Marshall next. They they like think I'm going to be the next one on TMZ, and they don't. They want to distance themselves from me. You know, like like Disney when they when they opened up to the gays in in California, and then all the Christians were like, we're pissed at you for doing that. So then they got rid of ICP. So they're like, no, nah, we got a good image. We need to clean it up because they owned ICP at the same time. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, yeah, that all happened. That actually what kind of made ICP millions. Their first million was because somebody else then was able to to renegotiate their contract because they foolishly. Long story, <laughs> long dumb story. But yes, Disney owned them, and because of uh, Disney allowing gays into their park and Christians not liking that, they uh, they got rid of ICP. We don't like and- their kind in our parks. Yeah, that's not because they had to clean up their image. Everything that was associated with Disney was suddenly like uh, under scrutiny. That was my best Oliver Peck impersonation. Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) Was it? Give it go go again. That we don't like their kind around here. I I always figure it's um. (laughs) I don't even do Ollie. I just do a Yosemite Sam. That's that's Ollie. What carnation? I feel like if in, in another world, he, he operates a tilt a world. Hey, side at, note, at you, know, you know, who else is he a probably regular, does that now. You know who <laughs> else is a regular Ollie? Who's that? Uh, this guy. And, and I hope whoever hears this, by the way, sends it to him because fuck him. Yogi Barrett. <laughs> Yogi Barrett. Yeah. Oh, really? What? He's just a racist. You mean or what? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Fuck Yogi Barrett. I stand on Never that. Never heard this before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Yogi he? He's an icon, guest. isn't he? He went to do a guest spot out in Charlotte and was like, there's a little too much color out here for me. You want to see some good yogi? You want to see some yogi goodies for you? There you go. Look at that. Check, check <laughs> Are you sending them now? I just sent you one. You keep them you keep them <laughs> quick by like that. <laughs> Look at that. It's a John Barrett for you. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait, he did both of these, you mean? Uh, he did he did the left and the right was the end result. It's very good on the left. Look how he's racist, huh? Uh, on the right. Are you sure that's just not a ghetto version that no, someone did? It is 100 percent that tattoo. That's some tattooed truth fairy shit or something. It's this a, person a, doesn't know how to heal a tattoo, though, huh? Oh, no, that's Yogi Baird hamburger and the fuck out of people, bro. How did he make it look so good on the one side? It's not it's all good. Bad. It's, it's a good picture. <laughs> Same reason my tattoos look good, Kyle. A good lens <laughs> and a good light. <laughs> That's the secret nowadays. Buy a filter, Kyle. That's right. I'll go after it. Yeah, well, that's disappointing to hear that anybody good is also uh, ignorant. Yeah, but I don't ignorant. know. At one point, I think we begin to soon, I hope it starts, that we can begin to look at people's ignorances as what they deserve uh, them for pity. And really we should, instead of bringing up animosity and hate inside of us, we should just pity their ignorant choices. If it's uh, too colorful for you. 
see your life already sucks, doesn't it? Right? And it's too much color around. What the fuck? How does a color tattoo artist even say that? Well, you know, uh, when you're when you're not fans of, of of the people of color, you can't do what you like. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, let's talk about a family member of color. Oh, bring it up, huh? Can I? Can I not? Yeah, I'll ahead. shut up. Go, go, no, go ahead. You're a family member, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Explain. Because yeah. you're okay. white. He's not. <laughs> All right. So I've known the Ramseys for about 15 years. Okay. Um, um, when I got into tattooing, his older brother, Jamal, um, is, is that's family. That's my brother. Uh, we hit it off immediately. I was an apprentice at Straight Edge. Mm-hmm. I was tattooing all the underclassmen there, and Jamal was one of the underclassmen. We had okay. our, our kids are only a few months apart. So, and me and him are only like a year apart in age. So, we had a lot in common, and we just immediately bonded over that. And since then, man, we just, we, we've been rocking since. You know, we, we go to, said we've been to everything together, you know, hell. You've been to any games then? Oh, He's 100%. out there in LA, right? Yeah. But hell, we just okay. take trip. Me and him just, fuck, me and Jamal just will take trips together just to go do shit, man. He hit me up earlier talking about coming out to Chicago. Uh, Jamal for, was, for uh, oh, for the tattoo convention. Yeah, Jamal out. was gonna Jamal Jay's brother was gonna fly out to Chicago and hang up. Uh, if he had time this weekend, he was like, "Man, when Chicago?" Because he wanted to come out there. Me and him usually we'll go to places, we'll get food, we'll just chill. Um, How, was he an artist? Is no, you say you were no, tattooing. He, he, him. Was, he, playing, was, he was a football player. Yeah, he was he's a football player at uh, MTSU. Okay. Um, their dad played, and then Jay's brother Jamal played. Um, Jamal was a quarterback uh, at MTSU. Then he swapped to TSU. And then obviously Jalen, and then Jamal's son is is kids in eighth grade and is fucking already almost six foot and got every athletic already got every athletic ability tandem in the world to to be a fucking stud in the world of football. How does that now when when you meet him? How are the? I'm, I'm guessing I hear your upbringing, and it's not so uh, rich. It's not so wealthy. Yeah, so so Jay Jamal come from a, a normal life growing up. Um, they went to college. They went to school at BWA, which is a private school in Nashville. Um, okay. When I met Jamal, Jalen was still in high. Jalen was a, like a freshman in high school. Yeah, he was still like a young youngin, still very much a youngin in the world. Uh, so this wasn't though such a crazy. No, life he was change just, event. No, he was just. We were just two dudes, man. Like Jace, you know, when Jay went to the league. You know, I'd damn near known Jamal almost 10 years. What happened? Uh, how, how does uh, did that change anything, I guess, with the kid yeah. going off to the league? For, so for there, for there's. There's sides of their family it did, because obviously the greedy side showed out. Right. That's there's what I was kind of wondering. Yeah. But like, it's always weird to me because he's just Jay to me, like to, to everyone around my son. He's he's Uncle Jalen. Right. He signed multi-million dollar yeah, contract. $102 million right? contract, right? That's a lot of millions. It's a lot of millions. Um, you know, he's the best in his position, six all pro, six pro bowls, uh uh all pros, you know, two all mm-hmm. pros, Super Bowl winner. In terms of it, he's already had a Hall of Fame career at seven years in. Right on. Already, already had a Hall of Fame career at seven years in. Calvin Johnson had a Hall of Fame career at nine years in. Jay's now your every- proximity to that lifestyle is is closer than others. Is it? It's got to be insane. Am I wrong? There's there's 
I mean, um, you got to be around huge houses, big him, cars. He is, yeah. He's like, he lives a good life. Um, he's got, you know, Lamborghini makes an SUV. He's got a Lamborghini SUV that just sits in a garage in Nashville. It's got to be one of the uglier of the Lamborghinis. Man, you know, it's nice as fuck. He's got a house out in LA. His house is fucking beautiful. He's got a got wonderful kids. Um, you know, Jay's a private guy. He keeps, you know, you don't really see him put anything on social media in the way it should be. Uh, he keeps a lot of his personal life off everything, man. Um, but him as a person, I can tell you, you know, you see people on the internet talk shit like they know him because uh, they see mm-hmm. him on the field because he's very he's very arrogant on the field, right? But it's because he plays with Moxie. He's passionate about football. Like we're passionate about tattooing, and he's passionate about football, and he's good at it. And he knows he's good at it. He's super passionate. Part of it comes from that passion. Yeah, but in the same breath, this dude does a lot for a lot of people. That's what people don't see because he doesn't put it out there for everyone to see. Jay does a lot for a lot of the community and a lot of people. Like what, charity work, you mean? Yeah, Um, yeah, just everything, everything. Right on. Everything, man. Um, Like, you know, if he's always kind to everybody, man. Um, The only time he, like, people come up and want pictures with him, right? If they don't bother him while he's eating, he's cool. You know, the only time he's like, nah, is if, like, they fuck with him while he's trying to enjoy time with his family and shit. Right. You know, which no one wants to bother. You know, if we're out out at a restaurant, we don't want to talk tattoos, right? Right. Oh yeah. Like no, I'm well familiar with how people can yeah. be sometimes. They're amazing when they uh, feel very entitled to your time and space. Yeah. They'll even preface preface the whole thing with how unkind it is sometimes. That's the part that gets me. They're like, Hey, I'm sorry to take up your time and or like I don't want to bug you or when you're like, but you are like a hundred percent. I see you eating there, but and you're I you know what I mean. That's a, that, like, I see it. I see you're eating. I don't want to bother you while you're eating, but would you mind taking a photo? That is like such an amazing statement, like sentence period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, you know what? But again, prime example, you, because I see it all the time. I see people coming up wanting pictures with you and you'll be in the middle of a tattoo. Like you're trying to work and they still want to talk to you. And I see, you know, you take the time and you talk to people and all that. Right. I always want but, to. Yeah. Yeah. But also know how hard it is because you're trying to just work right you <laughs> are funny you're called i had a dude them. yell at me recently like hey 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 like as i'm doing a line like i thought that somebody was on fire or something yeah <laughs> i thought that somebody was fighting i stop i look up and he's like we do our svps if you come up to the booth we'll give you a, a I'll, I'll usually sign something for you if i have the time i will give you some paperwork and uh in a pen or whatever a fucking dunbar army bracelet whatever we got yeah, show, show some love yeah like here you go here's some swag for you for being a fan yeah i look up and he says hey i'm supposed to get something if i come over here for the rsvp oh my god <laughs> whoa that's a lot dude fucking entitled <laughs> the entitlement the people are entitled yeah yeah well i mean their time gets to be important i see that they value their time but it's funny that they will see you as a value to their time, but not you as a valuable person that you deserve your own time. It's more like you're a value to my time. Take a photo. No, I'm done. I love using that up the most. As you can tell, I like to talk. So when someone comes up and they're so excited to meet me, I'll fucking talk them until they want to leave. You know, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> They'll be like, okay, okay, yeah, all right, all right. You're like, oh, hold up, now we haven't gotten into politics yet. <clears throat> no, no. Like 
people gotta people there's just people who don't understand boundaries um and that's that's the whole uh have you seen it then with Jalen? Uh, yeah and yeah yeah people's I've time mm -hmm. i definitely like like jay coming down uh over the spring for uh nephew's birthday we're out to dinner we're all out trying to enjoy it and of course uh what happens is when we're sitting there uh people come up to jay's father lamont and like hey can we get a picture with jay and, you know lamont's honest with them hey man don't bother him while he's eating you catch him at the right time sure but just let him enjoy time yeah. with his family just be respectful man but then i've seen times where like people the man's in the middle, like, well, fucking sitting at a goddamn steakhouse, you know, come up and like ask him, Hey, can I get a picture? Yeah. Hey, bro, let them, can the man cut his fucking steak? <laughs> yeah. I get that. I, I am one, I've not made enough money to turn them down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. I feel like at a hundred million, then uh, it's pretty easy to say, yeah, no, I'm going to eat my steak while it's still warm. Thank you know, you I don't, I don't know. Fuck I, don't, off, but... I don't think that. I don't think that. Kyle, you're known. I think you should have the privacy for you're cutting your steak. It's on Esther pitch. Like, yeah, man, let me eat my meal first and then happily do it. I, a boundary. Does he because he has that attitude of kind of being ornery on the field? Um, I have an attitude of being ornery on TV, and I feel a, a, a almost. A, a compulsion now to if i meet somebody i have to not be that you know no, what no, i mean he don't, he don't give a fuck he's just gonna okay. be him regardless I, the right same on. people the same See, people that's what that comes with a hundred million dollars <laughs> the same people that call him an asshole the same people ask for his autograph oh for sure yeah you feel me yeah. that's what it comes mm -hmm. down to the same people that are quick to throw stones at him are the same people that ask for his autograph People, yeah, people are funny about that is there is what they feel it's important for them you know i once had a kid uh see other people taking a photograph with me he's like man i better get one too i mean i don't know who you are but <laughs> yeah see like that's the thing like you're you're it's because they see value in it for them they see, yeah they yeah. see value in it yeah until they until they have to talk about my political opinions and they're like god damn it why am i talking this fucker now he won't Shit. stop talking he just keeps is he, going is he trying to turn me to his church which i am <laughs> Church of Jesus Christ, faith to follow. Church of Latter-day Saints, baby. Remember that one? You a fan? Uh, I, I grew up in a very Baptist home is what I did. I'm not really Do like you remember the songs at all? Remember when Church of Latter-day Saints um, advertised during cartoons? Yeah, 100%. It was on TV uh, all, all the goddamn time. How about this one? When you tell one lie, it leads to another. You tell two lies. Oh, brother, you tell three lies and you and then you tell another. Now you're in up to your neck. No, remember that one? No, no, no. That's probably a little bit before me. That was Church of Latter-day Saints, man. I used to love that. I don't know how I, I just I don't know why I loved it. It had a little catchy tune. I was like, this is dumb as shit. They were they OK. Were more like Candy says she has to edit all this shit. Poor Candy. I'm sorry. Yeah. So she's like, you're done. Now I have stayed too. When Candy comes in and tells me she has to edit, I know I've stayed too long. Is that too much? For sure. Man, we love you so much. Thanks for being love a part buddy. of this. We're going to try and make sense out of it all. I'm going to have Candy try and make sense out of it all. Poor girl. Um, so send send some, uh, you know, your love to Candy for doing all the hard work. Candy, to anybody we love listening. you and we appreciate you, ma'am. The only reason the two idiots that are talking right now make any but, sense. Fun fact, by the way, um, mm -hmm. Kyle can vouch for this. Usually when I see Kyle, I, I tell Kyle that he's Candy Dunbar's husband. 
It's the husband of Candy Dunbar. <laughs> I am. Hey, everybody. It's the husband of Candy Dunbar. <laughs> so, Very well, proud to be, too. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. We love you, brother. Love Take you, brother. care. Be safe. You too.